Hello, and welcome to the Pretty Pixels podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joey Crundwell, here today with Ron. I'm about kicking ass, I'm about taking names, and we're about making games. Kluinski, how's it going, Ron? Huh? It's Reggie, Reggie Fiesen. Oh, sorry. Yeah. E3 he's, he's dead to me now. He's, why? Why? What, what did, did Reggie do? What did Reggie do? <laughs> Sweet Reggie. Is it because he, he said the blockchain has potential? Is that? Is oh, that no. Right? Okay. Well, actually, maybe. <laughs> 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 I didn't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he, I think he, he's very careful to say that like blockchain technology has potential, not like NFTs oh, okay. are, are great, which I, I can, I can get behind that. But. He wasn't like, uh, you can hate. Or you can create. <laughs> or you can create. <laughs> um, that, <laughs> and that is Paul. This is how you share games on PS4, Groskov. How are you doing, sir? Doing well. I wish I knew that reference, but I. It's uh, also a E3 quote. It's it's from the PlayStation Four. Who? What? What? What podcast is this? How dare you, Joe? This uh, is from the PS4. Uh, let me present, E3 announcement. Let me pre- present, Joey. Have you ever seen the bottom of an avatar or uh, avatar's foot? Frontwell. What? You don't remember that one? Jay Allard no. in the fucking Xbox avatars when they were oh, with the Kinect and he's trying to like show the bottom of uh. his foot and it didn't quite work out. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. The, also, the PS4 reference. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was going to say what I remember from the, the PS4 sort of um, big E3 showcase was um, how, how much it was tailored to trolling Microsoft. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's that's what that was. Yeah. yeah. Microsoft yeah. came out and there was the whole thing about like, well, yeah, to share games, like you can't really share blah, blah, blah. And oh, Sony oh, the video the where little, he hands it to. Yeah. yeah. This is oh, how you I share love- games oh, on PS4. I do know this reference. Game. Yeah. No, <laughs> that was amazing. I love that video. Okay, yeah. yeah, never mind. I'm back, Joey. That was a great lead-in. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Woo! Take two. Welcome to the Pretty Pixel. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen the bottom of uh, Avatar's foot, Kluinski? <laughs> um, but anyways, so I used E3 quotes because this week we're talking about E3 type stuff. E3 is no, is I, I was going to say no longer a thing. It supposedly will be the ESA said that e3 is returning next year 2023 they also said last year (laughs) they also said that last year so um so we'll see but it's e3 season i guess is what we could Mm -hmm. call it um being replaced by a number of smaller events including the uh, playstation state of play which happened this past week and we're going to talk about that today and then the summer game fest so we're recording this after the Sony State of Play, but before Summer Game Fest, and then we're going to have, we're going to stitch together, we're going to take a little, br- little commercial break in the middle without commercials, and then record the Summer Game Fest thing tomorrow. So uh, this will be a big, fun episode. But then there's also other smaller events. Microsoft has their own, Microsoft, Bethesda, Activision, Blizzard, whatever, has their own event coming up. Capcom has an event coming up. There's all that, there's two different indie ga- indie showcases, so... Um, E3 season, I think. Even if E3 did die and next year they were like, never mind, no more E3. I think in honor of past E3s, we could call summer E3 season, right? E3 season? E3 season. Done and done. I hate that. I don't, I know. Take that back. Yeah, I, I know. No, I don't want that. <laughs> I forget I said that. <laughs> I know. I said it out loud and I was like, I kind of want to die. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so we're going to be talking all about state of play today. 
I, I see. I say today, like our listeners know, they're just going to hear one. And this juicy episode. part one of this two-part yes, episode. This juicy, <laughs> this juicy, exactly, this juicy yeah. today, yesterday, today. Yes. Speaking of juicy, <laughs> next week, episode oh. sixty-nine, baby. Oh, so I was yeah. wondering where you're going with that. <laughs> going somewhere wet and wild. Am I right, guys? Oh, yeah. Oh, Tab's so sad that they're missing this. Um, no, they're Tab not. No, right. they're <laughs> exhilarated that they're missing this right now. Tab is crying, I'm sure, in their bedroom, going, why am I not recording today's episode? <laughs> I know, I'm painting a bathroom. Um, but yeah, so next week is episode 69, so we're doing uh, Pretty Pixels After Dark. We're going to be talking about sex games and sexy stuff. I always botch this when I talk about it. We're just going to be talking about sex in games. Sex around games, what we like in sex games. <laughs> what? What are we talking oh, about? Say it. Someone else pitched this. We're, we're going to be talking about sex and video <laughs> games. Um, yeah, <laughs> we've definitely had sex before. <laughs> we're going to talk about how, is this realistic? <laughs> how to get <laughs> sweat off of my laptop keyboard. <laughs> it's just sweat, I swear. <laughs> Please knock before entering my room. <laughs> I'm playing video games. There's that video of that kid. He's like, ah, it was. I don't even know. It's not a video. It's just a recording. It's an audio of the kid being like, I was, I was on the side. I was on the internet. I was clicking around, and I got a virus. And the porn show. And the mom's like yelling at him. She's like, Oh my god. And he's like, And then I, I tried to stand on my pants fell down. It's so. <laughs> I mean, it kind of sucks because she shouldn't be like shaming him right, for that. Right. But like, it's so funny because it's it's the panic of a yes. however old he is of like you just got caught and you just literally start spewing any lie that comes to your mind. <laughs> yeah, well, and as someone and then, who, as someone who ahead. never got caught, I will say I did play through multiple scenarios in my head of like what I would have to do or say. <laughs> the anxious. What's this? Where did this come from? Exactly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I tore you know my what? pants oh god <laughs> <laughs> you tear them just yeah. for realism's sake like as soon as you hear the door you're like, what happened oh they just ripped I, <laughs> my, my dick's so um, large it just broke my pants it's really weird <laughs> mom <laughs> who would do such a thing those cyber criminals now we'll talk more about dicks and cyber criminals next week with our uh, episode 69 um, but this week, again, we're talking about Sony State of Play and Summer Games Fest. Before we get there, let's talk about what we've been playing. Ron, I know you said recently you haven't been playing much, but have you played much of anything besides... What were you playing yesterday? Uh, San Andreas. I was going through and doing oh, some more of right. the uh, side missions. I got all the horseshoes, so that's all done. So now I need to get ooh, all the ooh. rest of the oysters and something else. Can't remember, and then I could probably. That sounds so. That sounds so fake. Like I haven't played it in so long. It sounds like on a TV show or something when someone's playing and they're like, uh, "I just collected all the horseshoes. Now I gotta gotta get, gotta go to gotta go to gotta get all the horseshoes." Or I already said that. God damn it! I have to, I have to go fight the river devil or the barbarian. I have to go fight the, the barbarian. Do we, do we gotta start this whole episode over for you, Joey? Let's start the whole fucking thing over. I'm, Hey, Bo, Bo Bridges would want us to continue. You <laughs> That's <know>? true. Clubs <laughs> and all. Uh, yeah, I just I was I was playing uh, San Andreas over chit chatting yesterday. Other than that, I haven't had much time to play anything. I was out uh, 
all weekend, so I didn't wasn't home, so I wasn't able to do shit. So yeah. in Tennessee, in Tennessee. tasty food from the sounds of it. Tons of fucking chicken and other sorts of food and the best grits ever. The best fucking grits I've ever goddamn had. They were so good. Conehead, That's what coneheads in Nashville. Go there and get some chicken and waffles and grits. Because you kept talking about the chicken, and I was like, oh, that sounds so good. And then Paul asked you, like, what the best food you had was, and you said grits. And I was like, that's not the answer I expected. Grits, grits are weird, because, like, they can either be really good or just really, really bad. And most of the time when I get them, they're just, they're bad. They're not great. Like, I'll eat them, but I'm not like, I'm not like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go for a second helping this. I had, like, three fucking helpings of grits. Especially when that hot sauce that they had on there, just pour a little bit of that in there. Oh, so good. So creamy and cheesy. You can eat it with a fork. That's how like thick it was. Hmm. Really good. Mm. Paul, you like grits? Um, yeah, I do, but only to your point, Ron, only in like certain situations. Like uh I don't know, because I feel like I so for example, I love continental breakfasts at mm. hotels. It's like part of my favorite and what's one of my favorite things of like going to hotels, it's like in the morning you make use a little waffle maker, get some, you know, you know, breakfasty stuff, whatever. Uh but uh when I get grits from places like that, I'm like, this is gross. I don't <laughs> I don't this is this is like snot. I don't know why I mean this, but I have had it like at a couple of diners and been like, oh okay. This is really, really good. So, yeah, yeah it depends. There's two extremes, I think. <laughs> it, it definitely is. They're, like I said, they're either like really good or they're just like really bad. And I've had very few that are like really good. So, do you like grits, Joey? Not really, no. Um, <laughs> and I, when I went to Alabama and I moved down there, they were like, well, now you're in Alabama and you're going to have real grits. And I'm like, all right. And I think, I think it just, they're, I don't know. Were they made? Like when I was were they kid, made by white people? Sometimes I had a, some at a soul food place once too, and it was they were they were fine. Okay. They're not bad, but I think my brain is like, oh, mashed potatoes, and then I put them in my mouth, and I'm like, no, mm. like these. This is like mashed potatoes if they were left out in the fallout. These like, these <laughs> were like mashed potatoes, like with just like a little more grittiness. No. Oh. But they were like creamy, like cheesy, creamy. And there's a cattail. There's a cattail right there. Oh. Uh, they were like creamy and cheesy and just buttery and just delicious. So good. Hmm. Yeah, maybe I'll have to never try go them. To, go, again, to, go, but, to, go to um, Tennessee and try them. That's, that's what I'll say. After the chicken, because I want some of that chicken. They that have, they have chicken at this place, too. So you can get both. A chicken and waffles, of, which you haven't tried yet, Joey. Yeah, see? I have also not tried that, yeah. I remember it like came back for a while I, to the point where then IHOP had it, and IHOP was like, waffle, chicken and waffles, and I was like, I don't know, man. Golden, I like chicken. Golden like Nugget waffles. had pretty good chicken and waffles. Theirs wasn't bad. Don't ever bring up Golden Nugget to me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I have not told that story in the podcast, but we'll save that for our puking in public episode. <laughs> um, speaking of puking in public, no, I'm just kidding. Paul, <laughs> you've also been out of town. Have you had time to play much? I have been out of town, but um, I played a little right before I left, and then I played a little right when I came back, but I've only had one game on my mind. It's Elden Ring, baby. Oh, shit. It has been so good. I'm kind of... 
at the point where I'm wrapping up loose ends, I know that I'm right at the precipice of like the point of no return where things start to ramp up. So I'm just sort of making sure I have all my um, I's dotted, T's crossed. But in doing so, I beat some pretty sweet bosses. I fought um, Mog, Lord of Blood. That was that was a wild Ooh. fight. Um, he was he was real tough, and I fought uh, Melania, um, Blade of Mikla, who was um, freaking badass. Had a great time. Such she's so a, pretty too. Yeah, I love. Well, I love it. Yeah, she looks like a she's like a Valkyrie, and like she has like yeah. that cool katana, and yeah, no, and like the red hair is like oh yeah, and the beautiful flower, the beautiful red flower. Yeah. She, she's just. She's trying to woo you, I think. That's my that's in my brain, that's the fiction that I made up of. She's like some flowers for the gentleman. Like, oh, thank you. Well, it's your kind of lady too, because she'll like woo you and then she'll like murder the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Simultaneously, and you're like, oh <laughs> be still my heart. Yeah, literally. <laughs> she's like, yeah, she's like, when you say step on me, I will literally step on you. <laughs> Multiple times, and then I will douse your head in in, in scarlet pot. So, <laughs> well, and she kind Thank of you. has a move like that in her first phase, which she used to to kill me many many times. Where um, she throws you into the air, impales you on her sword, and then just, like, flings you. But while she's doing that, she's, like, basically saying, like, yeah, fuck you, I just killed you. And, like, yeah. and then, yeah, I was like, wow, there is something kind of like Lady D about the, you know, the drama of that. Yeah, but, um, no, she, she rocked my world. I was talking a bit about this last night, but I want to mention on the podcast, um, I went into it, and at first, so, like, I got there. I'd heard all about how hard she was, and I was like, but Joey said she was pretty okay. <laughs> like, I should be okay. Um, and I went in, and I've I've had a policy up until this point where, like, if I'm fighting 1v1 with a boss, I won't use any summons or anything. I'll just, like, fight them. But if they have, like, another boss, like, like there's a friend that shows up. I bring a friend, so then I summon, and then we do. It's like a two v two. That that was impossible. I, I uh, fighting her <laughs> alone is unbelievably tough. Her, she's so good, um, and like her attacks it so hard for so much damage. Um, but I loved, you know, sort of trying to figure things out, and then I eventually started using a summon was regularly getting her to her second phase, but her second phase, like, oh, man, that's when the Scarlet Rot comes in. She spreads, as Joey describes, these beautiful wings, and there's, like, flowers and, you know, all kinds of shit. And it's, yeah, and it's, like, beautiful and, like, deadly and scary, like, all all at once. Oh, it's so amazing. And, um, yeah, the, the tempo of the fight, like, um, she'll come in and you'll like have these exchanges and you'll you'll hopefully dodge and do a lot of damage or whatever also likely she'll do a shitload of damage to you but then she kind of like backs off and then you're like oh man okay and so there's this really nice like sort of um like calm intensity sort of um cycling like throughout like the entire fight which is really really cool um, and I also love like story wise, cause one thing from software does really well is like the boss fights themselves kind of like tell like m- a lot of the story and like, particularly for a character, they really define like these characters who are themselves usually the bosses. And, um, one thing about her like sort of character, she's like, has this like scarlet rot 
like god inside of her like body but she's like resisting it so like for the first phase she's like just using her like swordsmanship and she's like not using any scarlet rod attacks whatsoever and it's only when you push her to the point where you're like basically defeating her that she sort of embraces that and it's actually exactly what she does to um redan like in caleb as well um and and you, you kind of see that happen again and then the entire like sort of boss fight changes and yeah that status effect is so deadly that it takes a character who's already very powerful and makes them even more so and um yeah i just oh man it was such a cool boss fight i i thought it was so beautifully crafted it let me in on more of like the lore and like the story and um yeah and by the time i beat it I, it felt so rewarding and i was like yes you know so it was just awesome i loved it well it felt rewarding and then you die. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. This, this is the other funny thing too. So like, I, I, like, we really, yeah. Um, me and <laughs> Millennia really, really, yeah. We we fought a lot before I eventually won, and it was like crazy. I had to rebuild my character basically because I wanted so like so, a little more range um, for her uh, second phase, and like so it just went on and on, and like. But the last time I did it, I got her and I felt so good. But in getting to her, um, one of her attacks that leaves her really vulnerable in her second phase also inflicts a shitload of Scarlet Rot. So, like, I was out of flasks. Um, and, and, like, so the, the poison was just, you know, eating away at me. And I was just seeing my help out her tick. And she has, like, a pretty lengthy speech at the end of the fight where she's like, oh, I'm sorry, Mikula, and, and you, you have. <laughs> finally found someone to best me and you are what is so powerful blah 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 and i was like yeah all the while unbeknownst to me and then she gets done talking i'm like yes and then my character just collapses and dies (laughs) it was oh man i was like this is so typical this is so (laughs) so real romeo and juliet situation so does that mean you hit you have to do it again no 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 okay okay they have okay because yeah. uh, that happened to me one time. I beat a boss, and I like when he was dying. It was a big, massive boss, and when he was dying, he like his character model fell, and I like I don't know know if he pushed me or if I just was moving, and I fell off the edge, and I was like, oh my god, I fucking I have to fight him again. But no, once they're once you hit like their final blow, it's done. Okay, and they're dead. So. Well, that's nice, good. Yeah. At least you didn't have to do all that over again. Well, that that would have yeah. been that would have been horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it would be cool if you could, with the mimic, um, equip them with like a ranged weapon, but they just use uh, whatever mim- whatever weapon you use. Because there were times where I wanted that, but there is that one really good summon that you get that's an archer, and I can't remember her name. Yeah, but I wished I'd gotten her earlier because she's really good. But she can't move, right? But she just shoots like a thousand arrows. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. Yeah. But yeah, listeners, if you are still playing and you're struggling, um, a lot of these bosses that are really hard, they were easier for me because I used the mimic. Even after being nerfed, the mimic is because the mimic is not just like powerful in and of itself, which it is because it's just a clone of you. The way that you use it as like a, a meat shield, although it's not meat, but like as a shadow shield. By letting it take all the damage, and then you get to kind of pop in and out and stay at ranged. Um, and then when you when there is a moment of vulnerability, like you said with the flower, you can both rush in, and that's like four samurais just hacking and slashing away. So that's why I feel like there were some boss fights that were, and that I think that's where I don't get away with the the fire giant because the fire giant 
I don't want to spoil too much. You haven't fought the fire giant yet, but um, the fire giant is tricksy when it comes to striking. So, well, yeah. well, what I was thinking too is, and this is like a theory that I have to prove, like with summons generally. But I think Melania is like there. She does have some really powerful AOE attacks, but primarily she's like single target focused. So like mm-hmm. having you and a summon actually really does like impact the difficulty of the fight. But there are some bosses, some that I've heard about and seen footage of and others I've fought where I feel like they have so many gigantic AOE attacks that it doesn't have quite the same like 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 sort of power to have to you know um like people fighting them at once. So it's yeah, I'd yeah. be interested to see later, like as I get a little further into the end game if uh, that ends up being true. Which I felt like you were so close, but you have gotten to a point now where you're like cleaning up, like you said, right? So you're going back and doing smaller dungeons and stuff. So I'm excited because you're, it seems like you're finishing that up and you're going to be end gaming it probably in the next week or two. So yes, I'm doing the Joey playthrough of like, all right, where's the meat check? <laughs> Die, deliver the eggs is, to that. <laughs> <laughs> but there's still stuff to explore, like to yeah. discover because I platinumed it. And I felt like I I knew I didn't get everything because, like, in fact, there are a few things that I knew I missed because I advanced the story too much and I couldn't go back and get them or whatever. But I still, like, when Tab and I was trying to help Tab fight the fire giant, there was a day where, like, they couldn't play. So I'm like, I'll just hop on. I'll level up a little bit more. Um, and I found, I think, two dungeons that I hadn't found yet. So, like, oh, you don't okay. need to 100% the game to get the platinum. And there's still probably plenty that I... I still, you know, didn't, didn't get to. So pretty, pretty massive. True. But, uh, Speaking I, of pretty massive, Joey, what have you been playing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know how to take that, but. <laughs> hey, am um, I an episode early? Is that <laughs> yeah, yes, yep. a little, a little early. Uh, I have mostly been playing until the last few days. I've been playing Arcade Spirits and New Challengers, which I talked about a little bit last week. And I finished my first playthrough of that. I do want to get the platinum for that. So I'll probably, because I want to see all of the different relationships. So I'll probably be playing it again more in the future. But for now, their fast forward button is broken. And so when you're going through on subsequent playthroughs, you can't like skip through dialogue you've already seen. And I'm like, oh man, going through that game for like eight different endings or whatever there are and not being able to fast forward through dialogue sounds like a nightmare so i'm gonna put it aside for now but my first playthrough i was very happy with the game like the first game there are two things number one it makes me laugh out loud like few other games do like i feel like with video games even ones that are supposed to be humorous i don't laugh out loud i'll like chuckle or i'll do that like nose laugh where you like (laughs) you know you like breathe out your nose (laughs) yeah exactly pretty pretty funny their game (laughs) but i don't like laugh out loud but that game the writing is so good that there were plenty of polite nose laughs but also genuinely i was laughing uh were were there any were there any guffaws uh during your playthrough i would say at least one at least (laughs) one yeah pretty for me, I don't have like a boisterous, like big laugh. So it wasn't like, ho, ho, like my neighbors weren't, you know, calling the cops or anything. But, um, but yeah, there was at least one where I like was, I was shocked by something and I was like, oh, 
Oh dear. Oh. Um, <laughs> Wilfred Brimley was haunting your house. <laughs> exactly. Um, but the big question about who I romanced, Ooh. I romanced Jinx, who you might remember, Ron. Ron was that was the one you thought I was going to romance. Uh, yeah. And Grace. And both of them. Mm. So one of the things about these games is that they try to be very inclusive. So there's lots of different representation in the game, which is really cool. And for the first time, this is an indie game. And I know there are other indie games, especially if you go on itch, that highlight all kinds of different relationships. But I feel like this is one of those indie games that's like pretty popular. So it like breaches the mainstream a little bit. And it's the first game like that that I think showcases polyamory in a, in a, any way. So you can actually be in a relationship with those two characters at the same time. Mm. It's like part of that story. You can do it separately as well. But um, I didn't know that. But then like there was a certain point because the game is also tries to be really accessible in terms of like difficulty. So it, it keeps trying to guide you to the direction you want to go in. So if you want to be in a relationship, the game tries to help you out. You have this little virtual assistant that will like check in with you and be like, well, you're doing pretty well with this person, but you might want to like spend more time with them or whatever. And at one point pretty early in the game, she's like, so who are you feeling? Like who, who, who are you interested in? And she gave like a list of all the characters. And one of the entries was Jinx and Grace. And I was like, what do you mean Jinx and Grace? Like, why would that, why is that an option? Um, but I was like, I'm, I'm going to just, pick that because like those are my top two like those are the two that i I'm, i am interested in both of them and everything after that i could sort of tell by the way it was worded that like it wasn't like i'm interested in one or the other i'm interested in both and that's what ended up being so if you play your cards right you can date both of them at the same time Ooh. so that's what i did the other thing about these games is they fucking make me ball my eyes out like <laughs> <laughs> A point where I was crying because part of the thing is like with a game like this where you can like make your character and sort of step into that role. I I don't know, I don't know how embarrassed I should be about this, but I I will read my lines aloud because there's voice acting in the game. Like the other characters will, will read their lines. So I read my lines out loud. And so I'm like really trying to play that role, play, play that character. And so there was a point where like kind of the climax of the story where something very kind of dramatic is happening and I'm reading it and I'm like giving this Hollywood fucking performance because I'm like bawling my eyes out trying to read these lines. So it's, it sounded very authentic, but the weird thing is I, I like it cause it's kind of cathartic. Cause like I don't do that in my day to day life. You know what I mean? Like I'm not talking to you guys like I had a really rough week. You know, I, I don't have an outlet for that kind of emotion, but then being able to do that with games like that, I think gives that to me and it's, you know, I don't know. I find it kind of cathartic. So arcade spirits, the new challengers, I'd highly recommend it. If you like visual novels, dating Sims, I think it's very well written. Um, it's very funny. Uh, there's, there's, there's some, you know, minor flaws and stuff like that where it's an indie game. So I think I mentioned last week, some of the sound and like the dialogue stuff is kind of weird where you can tell they recorded it at different times because one person's talking super loud, one person's really quiet. Weird little technical things like that, but overall I think it was a really good time. And then still playing Animal Crossing, Boomer is still on my island. I need to find a way to poison him or something. Um, and then Tab got me into No Man's Sky again. 
And I have been playing that for like three days, almost nonstop. <laughs> so I'm like back at it. I'm obsessed. And I have mixed feelings because on the one hand, I remember how exciting this game is and how lost I get in this these virtual worlds. And like, I love exploring new new planets and there's so much new content. And like last night I went to a system and since I've been so, so into Sailor Moon, I named the system Sailor Scouts and there were five planets and I named each planet for one of the Sailor Scouts, which only halfway through did I realize was kind of dumb because they're named for planets <laughs> right. themselves. So I'm just naming them. Right. <laughs> Jupiter. I'm like, <laughs> however, I did, I did say Sailor Jupiter. So yeah. it's, you know, but it is a little silly, but, um, but no, this system was so beautiful. This like planet that I landed on, one of the planets was like all mountains. And so like, I think they've gotten much better at having diverse geology and geography as well. Cause in the past, it was like, they were like, every world is procedurally generated. And that sounds very cool until you start landing on worlds and you're like, Oh, but they all kind of look the same. Or like, there might be one unique feature about this planet or whatever. But no, I've been landing in new systems and like one system was like an ocean planet, which was something I'd never come across before. I come across like planets with big bodies of water, but this was like 98% water uh, and another one that's very similarly, but like 98% like sulfuric acid oceans basically. Uh, and then the one, the one, the two that I landed on last night that were really cool. One was like a mountain a mountainous world with a really low atmosphere, but like really steep mountains with like beautiful lakes at the bottom with like these giant glowing crystals in the water. And then the other one was like this paradise planet that had like red grass and trees everywhere and all kinds of different plants and animals. It was so that, that part of it has been really great. I moved my base from the old planet that it was on. Cause it was a shitty cause they made me move it because the old planet that I was on, they got rid of that type of planet so it messed up my base. So they gave me the objective to move my base to another one for free, basically. What do you mean? But that wait, planet was really shitty. What do you mean they, they broke the planet? So there was a type of planet in the old, before the most recent update, I think it was, that was like very synthetic. It looked almost Gethian from Mass Effect, like white, synthetic, um, kind of rainbowy, shiny, very cool looking. And I was like, that's where I'm putting my base, put it there. I think they got rid of that type of planet because when I went back, it's a different type of planet entirely now. And my base was gone and it was like, find a suitable planet for your base. So I had to leave that planet and go to another planet in the system to put my base down. And they let me move it for free. Basically, I just picked a new spot and then they recreated it. But that's not normal. You can't normally do that. So... I, it was a shitty planet that I was on. It's not a planet I would have put my big expansive base on that I spent a lot of time making. So I went to another system and found a nice planet and I was like, this is where I want my base. And so I had to basically create two portals and then go and like piece by piece, take apart my old base <sighs> and bring it to the new one. Oh. It took me hours, but I did it and I was very happy, very happy with the new base. Um, but that's where I start getting into my frustrations, though, where it's like, I'm so impressed. This is technically an indie game. It's It was published by Sony, but the, the Hello Games was an indie developer. So impressive what they've done. They've been putting out all kinds of new content. The new, you know, the new No Man's Sky versus the launch of No Man's Sky is just a Cinderella story. It's amazing how much they how far they've come. 
But then there's certain things where I'm like, but why aren't you fixing, why aren't you fixing that stuff before you make these big expansions? So one of the things is the planet naming thing that I complained about before, where they, the, that you might name a planet and think very carefully about it. And then they, it just doesn't hold. It doesn't stick. And that frustrated me because all of those old systems, those dozens of systems that I went in and intricately carefully named, for like themed things back in the day that I was so proud of, they renamed all of those and I can't rename them now. So they're all just gibberish. And then I was like, but you know what? It's a new start. So I feel, you know, I'm just going to go forward from here. I'm going to start naming things again. Surely they've fucking fixed that after all these years. No, they haven't because I go to this new system. I name it all these new things. I save it and upload it and everything. So listener, if you've played and you're like, well, you probably didn't. No, I fucking uploaded it. Okay. (laughs) And then I go to another system and I go back and I'm doing something and tabs like, what system are you in? And I'm like, oh, this system. And they're like, no, it says you're in gobbledygook system. And I'm like, what? And I look and they overwrote my names again. So it's like, that's one of my favorite things about that game is exploration, going to new systems, naming planets, being like, I can't wait till someone finds a sailor scout planet, sailor scout system with all the sailor. I moon can't wait till someone so finds Jupiter. Jupiter. <laughs> <laughs> the Jupiter. Oh you'll God. never, <laughs> you'll never expect Venus. <laughs> but, um, you know, but no, they're going to go and they're going to find Schlurkadon. And it's like, that's not what I named it. So I'm frustrated by lots of little things like that. Like there's lots of little, because the other thing is like the introduced new currency. So I came in and I'm like, oh, I have my old save. So I have all this, this cool stuff. No, the ship that I had, 90% of the technology that I had spent all this money on was obsolete now and is no good. So I had to to take it out of my ship and I have to buy new parts and the new parts. I'm like, well, that's fine. Cause I'm rich. I have millions of credits. No, no, no. You need the new, the new currency to buy them. So they basically force you to start over. And it's like, I don't know. It feels, and, and not only that, but so much of their new systems cancel out old systems. So for instance, when they introduced the base building mechanic, you could just build the base. Like you buy the pieces, you build the base. And so that's why I have this big, expensive base but now you can't just build the base you have to research the parts and to research the parts you need a new type of currency that i didn't have and so if i wanted to build something that i could previously build i can't build anymore i have to go unlock blueprints and like my my analogy for that would be imagine like if you went to go back to play minecraft and you're like oh i haven't played minecraft in a long time and you you start it up and they're like, oh, yeah, your furnace doesn't work anymore. It's broken. And you're like, what do you mean? I've used that furnace a bunch. They're like, yeah, no, it's broken. You can't use it. You have to rebuild it. And you're like, all right, well, let's just grab some cobblestone. And they're like, no, you don't remember how to make it anymore. You need to find a blueprint to build a furnace. And you're like, but I built it before. So then you're like, all right, fine. So you get the blueprint because you have to go get new types of currency, which, you know, currency doesn't really exist all that much in, in Minecraft. But let's say it did. You get into new currency, you get the blueprints, and then they're like, you're like, okay, so cobblestone. And they're like, mm, no, you need cobblestone and compressed wood and charcoal and, and like all these ingredients that you didn't need before. Like that's what it would be like. And I feel like Minecraft, every time I go back to it, I'm afraid that that's how it's going to be. And it's not. It's like, oh, this is exactly how I remember it. Like, so they added new stuff, but like it plays how I remember all the stuff that I have is still here. And No Man's Sky, you go back in 
and it's like squatters took 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 up <laughs> residence in your home and they're like oh you want to get into this refrigerator <laughs> 50 bucks and you're like what see like you <laughs> my refrigerator you were asking me yesterday like oh you should you, sh- you should get back in you want to get back into it and hearing this is uh just immediately no i do not want to get back into it it sounds well, like for you well, it wouldn't matter because you just starting. So yeah, it's but not, I, I would, didn't take. Well, no, from I you. I restarted already once before. Um, when it got released on uh, PlayStation Five, I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna boot up. I'm gonna start a brand new save, and I started a whole new game. And well, okay, so I actually restarted three times or started twice. Um tried booting it up on ps5 or initially and i kept getting thrown on i i guess it's what they do to you they throw you on the shittiest planets like immediately so they throw you on like an ice planet or a toxic planet or a sorry my phone is ringing uh toxic planet or whatever uh heat and so like you have to like figure out how to brave the elements like immediately and like i'm not having fun with that so i stopped playing it and then i tried a couple months later i'm like okay i'm gonna give it an honest try redo it and I did, and I started, and I got all the way up to the base building part of it, and I was not having any fun with the base building stuff. And I'm like, this is, and it forces you to do it. And it's just like, I don't, I don't want to do this. I want to, I don't want to build a base. I want to fucking explore planets. That's what I want to do. And I'm just like, too hard. I'll try later, and I never tried later. But now you're telling me that anything that I have I up was, to that point is basically garbage. And I'll, I was lying. I was completely lying. <laughs> you should play it. <laughs> no, well, okay. So yeah, some of it is going to be obsolete, which does suck. Oh, shit. But uh, hold on a second. I got. Give me a minute. Okay. Um, but I can help him, so he's not here. <laughs> I'll just say, Ron, Ron, I can fix you. I can, I can fix. No, I, I do think that I can help him. Cause I do have a lot of money and some of the stuff doesn't, isn't like I still have my ship. And although it's kind of a shitty ship now because all that fucking sweet ass technology that I had that made my ship badass is gone. Um, and I have to go like buy new upgrades from, from scratch. It's still got a lot of storage, you know what I mean? And stuff. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm having a good time. It's one of those things where it's like, I have some serious complaints, but I can't deny that, right. you know, I've been spending hours. I, I got a freighter finally. I just started my first, um, uh, what is it called? Not a village. Settlement? Settlement. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you might even think I played the game. <laughs> you, so you said you had the vaguest of interest in playing at some point, but not. You remember, not you remember why, point. right? I don't remember why. A little crossover with Mass Effect. Oh, maybe? that's right. Oh my god. How do I get that? Shit, I forgot all about well, that. And prepare to complain because I think they might have taken it away. Ah, um, damn it. Which yeah, I guess what I'll say is like I am interested in it for sure. Um and I do want to check it out. It just seems to me like it's not that you're complaining because it's like bad or anything, but it's just like they've done so much to like kind of bring people who had an early kind of rough experience with the game, like back into the fold. And it just seems like a few of the changes they've made have made that process not very enjoyable, which is just too bad. Cause like it, like the change of currency stuff and like, you know, weird stuff with like the base and like planet naming, those all seem like really um, 
fixable or avoidable things, you know, like, I don't don't know. It it just, it seems like, yeah, hopefully either they change it or you just like, um, go into it. Like maybe you're suggesting knowing that there are just a few frustrating things, but like the, if you, if you, you sort of keep those in mind, the overall experience is so good that it's like, it's like, okay, like you can, you can kind of push through some of that stuff. Yeah, I, I, and I think, I mean, I obviously have been pushing through a lot of that stuff again over the last few days because I've been playing so, so much, but I think it's, that's when I start getting lost in like, oh, it feels so magical. Like I found this other planet that had these like floating columns and you could collect them and you could use them to decorate your base. So I'm like, oh, that's amazing. So I go back and I'm decorating my base and it looks so good and it's on this beautiful planet. And I have this moment of like, I love this game. And then again, I load into the menu system and see my, gobbledygook planets and i'm like but i kind of hate this game so it's a weird love hate relationship but <laughs> you get on the next episode and you're like fuck this game <laughs> yeah um but let's get sony i don't know i don't know i don't know how to transition to this the sony state of play um but yeah let's let's dive into that so sony had their state of play on june 2nd and it was sort of the kickoff to the e3 season as we've been calling it and there's still going to be the Summer Game Fest, and and we're talking about that later in the episode. I keep talking about it like it's tomorrow when, you know, whatever. Um, but we're, there's going to be a, a slew of events, and people have been talking about Sony as if, like, this is all they have to show. I don't know if I'm convinced of that, but I am a little confused because in some of the videos on the State of Play, in the upper left-hand corner, it said Summer Game Fest. So that seems to me to indicate that Maybe that was their quote unquote partnership because when, when uh, Jeff Keighley tweeted the list of Summer Game Fest partners, Sony was on there. So is that, is this their contribution to the Summer Game Fest or tomorrow, today, whenever you're listening to this, when they do the Summer Game Fest, are they also going to have more content? I kind of think they will, but what do you think? Yeah, I, I hope so. Um, that, cause, well, because it would be weird. Like, it'd be weird if this was everything Sony had, and then, like, they're just not... They don't have anything significant to show um, for Summer Games Fest. So that would be... that. Yeah, that would be super bizarre. Um, and, and, yeah, and I mean, just based on what I would say generally about everything they did show here, like, a lot of it was exciting, but if this is really everything for, like, E3 season as... E threeson as we are officially <laughs> dubbing it. Um, I will be admittedly a little disappointed, you know. <laughs> like I, I would, I would have expected like a little bit more. Like maybe seeing like more from like like God of War Ragnarok, for example, or like or like other things um, that they're they're releasing would 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 have been something I would have expected, you know. But yeah, maybe that's just me. <laughs> yeah, because they said that they were going to showcase. They were gonna do. A, they were gonna focus on PlayStation VR two games, which I don't think they showed like four of them. So I don't know that that was like a focus of theirs. Um, but they did show quite a few things, at least probably like a dozen different games, which is cool. But no first party stuff other yeah. than like the port of Spider Man coming to PC, which and the No Man's Sky PSVR two. Yeah, it's like stuff like that. Yeah. So that makes me think that, like you said, maybe for Summer Game Fest tomorrow, one of the things we'll be talking about is the God of War new trailer and release date. That's what I think we're going to get. Yeah. Because they recently showed off accessibility options. And from my understanding, one of the reasons accessibility options 
are lacking in a lot of games is because they're like the last thing they do. So if that's the case, they got to be pretty close to polish, right? right? Like they're probably polishing it. So, uh, and it was supposed to come out last year. <laughs> so <laughs> crucially, <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm thinking that we might see a new trailer for that and a release date. Do we want to predict the release date? What do you, what do you think? Oh, well, 2023, right? Has, has that officially been made? I I would love... Because they released... um Was The Last God of War... That was like a spring game, right? Like it was like May or June? No, I think it's still on, on track for this year, supposedly. Wait, I don't think they pushed it back. Wait, they didn't? Oh, I thought they did. I don't think so. I thought, I think, I thought Ron I at think, one point was like, no, but maybe it was just like... I think um, Corey... Barlog tweeted something and said this was a few months ago at least said something about like um, I wouldn't plan on seeing it soon or something like that so it wasn't an official uh, delay uh, and plus he's not the game director anymore and so and you know who knows what they meant by that you know what he meant by that so I I'm still thinking because they haven't announced that it's delayed and they did delay what did they delay they delayed something to next year I don't remember. For PlayStation? Um, yeah, I thought there was something mm, they delayed. Maybe. maybe. But Persona 6. But I'm, Persona <laughs> 6. <laughs> God they, damn it. They didn't even announce it. They, were just, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> they say we have yeah. this virtual slot machine that um, is they, demanding yeah, okay. all of our <laughs> all of our team. They, they announce it. They they have a video tomorrow, Persona 6. And it's like 2022, and you're, oh my God. And they're like, we, ha-, and then there's an immediately an apology video. That's <laughs> like, we're, we're hard at work on Persona 6, but <laughs> we regret to inform you we have to push it back from 2022 <laughs> to 2026. <laughs> I love God, the, uh, the new, the new in vogue, like E3 trailer is just an apology. <laughs> <laughs> a shaming the developers trailer for not having it done. <laughs> you know, it's funny too. We talk about like in, in this industry, right? Like how terrible crunch is, but then you see stuff like that where like they're taking their time and it's like, we are so sorry, please. You know? And you're like, yeah, I wonder, I wonder why. Yeah. I wonder why it's yeah. such a problem. Um, no, I was imagining too, like it says 2022 and you're like, Oh my God, amazing. And then the, the persona five, you know, music starts playing and the, the zero moves all the way to the back and it's 2,222. <laughs> Question. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> we'll no. have it ready. We just, we just kind of spitball and we don't know. Yeah. Um, would you, if that was the case, would you be like on the hunt for someone to turn you into a vampire? So that you could, <laughs> you're like, I don't care about, you know, whatever the, the superpowers or, you know, being this age forever. I really just want to play persona six. So like, yeah. <laughs> if you can make that happen. <laughs> I, I'm, if there were, if vampirism were a real thing, I think I would already be on the hunt for that. I, I would 100% want to be a vampire. Um, and especially now, there's so many people in this world, in this country, who are just terrible, evil people that I'm like, I, my food supply is, is taken care of for the next hundred years at least. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I for sure would, especially if Lady D were real, which, Speaking of Lady D, oh, so let's go through some of this game. We don't have to. This is so good. Yeah, 
we don't have to go through them in order, but let's talk about some of the ones we're really excited about. So last week on the podcast, Ron and I were talking about what we might see. Yeah. And I said that we would see Resident Evil Village DLC. Well, we did not see Resident Evil Village DLC, but we did see that Resident Evil Village is coming to PlayStation VR 2. No date, but it's the full game, which is not, on the one hand, not really surprising because when it came out, I think we even talked about it's eventually probably going to come out for the next PlayStation VR, which that this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. But it's the full game in VR. Yeah. And they even show the scenes where, like, Lady D picks you up and we're like, you're hanging above Lady D. Like, ah. Yep. No, they did. And it, it looks good, too. Like, um, usually for, like, 3D versions of games, there would be, like, a real drop in, like, fidelity. But, like, it looked pretty damn good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that's exciting. Well, and it's one of the many re- real advantages of these, like, um, these newer Resident Evils, barring, of course, the the remakes, which are, are their own thing, but, like, these newer ones being in first person, along with sort of, like, the immediacy of it and, like, the terror of, like, you know, being right in your face, like, Maybe we can expect like more, like a pretty regular, uh, you know, process of of pouring them over to like 3D experiences. Yeah. And I love, I mean, there's so much to love, I think, about Resident Evil right now if you're a Resident Evil fan, which is why this showcase was so exciting for me because Resident, I feel like Capcom said, What do we see video game fans complaining about? And it's aside from everything. We see them complaining about remakes, but we also see them complaining about not remaking things because they want remakes, they want remasters, but when they happen, they also are like, oh, make something new. So they were like, what if we do both? What if we have teams working on remaking your favorite Resident Evils, which they do, and we also have teams making new you know, Resident Evils that yeah. still push the boundary or still push the envelope? And so it's like you're really having your cake and eating it too. and they they come out with all this new content because you came out with Resident Evil Village. You're going to have DLC. We have the VR version now, which, of course, I'm going to buy day one, probably. Uh, and then what they opened with was Resident Evil 4 Remake, which I thought was a Last of Us 3 thing or yeah, something. Right. The way that it opened right. is like you just see this letter with like trees in the background and you hear like a Spanish guitar. I'm like, oh, shit, damn, we're starting with, like, Last of Us DLC or maybe, like, a teaser for the new one. And then it keeps, you know, zooming out and it's Resident Evil 4, which has been long rumored. But it was really exciting to see. It looked really good. Have you played You haven't played any of the Resident Evils? Mm, no, I, I played 4. Oh, man. I loved 4. Oh, you did play 4. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, that's what was kind of weird because like the, I feel like the the further we get in like the games that they're remaking, like the the more the more kind of strange it gets to see it like transformed. Because obviously, like yeah. the the graphical leap from like Resident Evil Two to the Resident Evil Two remake was like whoa. But now it kind of looks like because four looks and still looks like so good. Especially they just did like the the VR um, version of it, which which looks really good as well. That like it kind of looks like. Yeah, like yeah, it's like a, a, a like a more polished version, but also just like almost like a, a different identical, like almost identical game that's like coming out in tandem with it, mm. you know. And I was kind of like, "Wow, this is it looks cool," but it was it was kind of surreal in some ways. I think for that that reason, because um, it's like now a lot of their like decisions like 
it's not just like their artistic decisions. It, it's not just sort of again tied around like graphical fidelity and all these other things. Um, so much of it more is like stylistically, like what <laughs> what is changing and why, and like Ashley has like a different code on now, <laughs> kind of, right. and like what what goes into making that choice. And so, yeah, it's just it, it was interesting. It was interesting to see. I'm excited though. I think I'm I'm gonna hop in on this one. I, I love Resident Evil Four. Yeah, I have seen people point out that there's differences. So there was something called Resident Evil 4.5, I think it was, where they had basically a different version of the game nearly finished, and then they scrapped a bunch of it, which they also did with Resident Evil 2. Um, and some of the elements that was in that pre-release build are making their way to this one. So oh. it's kind of going to be like an expanded version. Like we see... Um, Ashley in the woods at one point, which we don't see in the original game. So they're adding these elements. And one of the quotes that Leon says in the trailer is something like, it's going to be different this time. It has to be different this time. And I felt like that was kind of a meta meta, commentary. Yeah. Yeah, Where it's like, we know that you're hyper familiar with this game. This is probably the most popular resident evil game of all time. And people still love it and still play it. Just came out on PSVR, like you, or not PSVR, came out in uh, VR, like you said. And so, which this one also said PSVR two content also in development. And I'm like, hmm, mm. what does that mean? Yeah, but um, but yeah, like it, it's it remains popular to this day. People doing speed runs and all that stuff. So I wonder if they're gonna change more about this than the other ones because the other ones it was more like wow people haven't revisited these in a while so let's try to really capture the essence of what made them great and we'll add some new stuff to like polish it out and make it a better experience but let's mostly stick to the formula whereas with this one i wonder if they're like you get it you've played it a million times here's something more like 40 percent different i'm really wondering if they're going to take those chances well that's also interesting as well because gameplay wise I felt like Resident Evil 4, and then by by the time we get to 5, like, this is even more so the case, but, like, it was a transition from just, like, survival horror into, like, like way more of an action-y experience, and I wonder if that's going to, like, if that's something they're going to take on board and, like, kind of, you know, work with more than their previous remakes, or, which yeah. already have a lot of those elements in it, but I wonder if, yeah, that that's going to lead to some fundamental, you know, changes or if, or, or if they're going to maybe approach those things in a different way than the original game. And it isn't going to have that same like sort of actiony, you know, feel in, in some areas. So I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, it, it looks good though. And it, they said it's coming out in 2023, uh, March actually. So, which is spring residue uh, releases aren't new so that's i think they're going to hold firm to that date but i'm i'm super excited for that i'm excited for resident evil village there was no date on that but there was a date on the walking dead saints and sinners chapter 2 retribution for psvr2 and that date was 2022 and of course the walking dead vr games aren't psvr exclusive i don't think so maybe that just means that it's going to be released you know, initially in 2022, but that because it was specifically branded with PSVR two, that made me wonder if the PlayStation VR two is also something that we're going to see at summer game fest with a release date and a price. Do you think that's 
What do you think of that? Yeah. Is that likely? I mean, I think if we already have like games scheduled for that with a release date, you know, and it's yeah. for this year, that would make total sense to me. Because otherwise it's a little bit like like putting the, the horse before the cart, you know, <laughs> like um, to, to, to have like a bunch of games, like, you know, PSVR 2 with a date, but then we're not doing a formal like gigantic announcement with a, a date attached to it, so... Yeah, because they've been slowly trickling information out about it. Like, they announced it last year, I think, early last year. They were like, yeah, we're making it. Here's kind of what we're what it's going to be. And then later they were like, here's the controller. We haven't seen the headset yet. Um, and so I'm wondering if... And see, I think that would be a really good E3 season reveal of, like, here's the hardware. Here, they're going to re-show some of these games. Maybe they're going to show another game, game or two or something. I'm hoping that there's PSVR backwards compatibility where you can play the the old PSVR games on there. Of course, I'm more excited for the new ones, but it would be nice to know that I can because right now I have the extension for the PlayStation 5, but my USB ports are used up. So it's like it would be such a hassle to hook it up. So I have it hooked up to my PlayStation 4, but it would be nice to be able to hook it up to my PS5 and not have to worry about switching or anything. And um yeah, I, I really, even if it's not this year, I'm hoping that we see it and we get a date tomorrow as well. They also showed No Man's Sky PSVR 2, which even though I'm playing it right now, I'm loving it. I'm like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like you can already play it in PlayStation VR. So not not too excited about that. And they showed more of Horizon Call of the Mountain VR, which I think looks really cool, but it also looks sort of on Rails-y. So you haven't, wait, crap, I keep forgetting. You've played... Have you played the first Horizon? Oh, that's right. You son of a bitch. And we're done. No, um <laughs> I own it. It's on my, my list, but <laughs> uh yeah, so I yeah, you well, part of it was the animal thing, right? Like you don't wanna Yeah, hurt the it, animals, it's it's which... um hard for me. Yeah. It's why the same. last of us part two, I love that experience generally, but like all the dog killing in that game was so brutal or even worse killing someone next to the dog and then the dog's all sad which oh, is like oh man. my god oh, oh you know, I, my know. God. <laughs> I know oh, this is that is, it's hard <laughs> the post yeah the post-apocalypse is a, a fucking nightmare oh. yeah and i mean we talk about far cry and that's that's me and far cry so much is every animal wants to attack me and i'm every time i'm like i'm sorry i have to kill you <laughs> I'll I'll try to make it fast, but um, <laughs> they're about to jump. Don't try it. <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have a shotgun. It's over. <laughs> I have not watched that. So that's another thing we should. This is out of nowhere in the middle of this whole discussion about the PlayStation's uh, the Sony state of play. But we are making our way through Obi Wan, and we're going to have an episode, a little bonus episode in a few weeks. Yeah, like a bonus episode, a little probably short ish. You know, like we're not going to be talking about like what we've been playing. It's just going to be straight up Obi-Wan sprinkling maybe some of the other stuff in there because talking about how these Star Wars shows tie together. But, but yeah, so look forward to that. But um, but yeah, Horizon Call of the Mountain looks good. Like the graphics graphically, it looks good, but it also looks very contained and guided. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I understand having like an open world game using a PlayStation VR or any other VR headset would probably be difficult with the kind of open world 
like the the graphical fidelity and everything that like a Nomad or not a Nomad Sky Horizon has, it would be difficult. So I get it, but I can't help but be a little disappointed where I'm like, oh, this will be a fun Horizon experience, but like it's not what I'm looking for in a Horizon game, which is open world exploration and all that. Yeah, because all the sections that I saw, you were like on a boat or like walking down a very you know, narrow path, like alongside cliff or something. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Well, and also like it didn't give, it didn't give any sort of sense to me. And maybe you're as the the horizon expert, you'd be able to, to, to pick up on more, but it didn't give me any sense of like how like long it's going to be or substantial it's going to be. So like, is it going to essentially feel like a sort of like really cool, tech demo or something or is it going to be like a full-fledged game you know it's it was hard for me to think that through and it's it's hard to say with vr games because so often they are very short like a you know some which granted i haven't played a ton of pc vr games i know that there are longer more substantial vr experiences on there but like you might have a game like resident evil 7 which was a rare occurrence where this is a 15 to 20 hour game in vr but Many of the other VR experiences, especially ones that are tied to existing IP that are like trying to bolster the sales of that, like a Spider-Man or something, are like a couple hours long, two, three hours long or something. And that could have been most of what they showed in this trailer is like, look at you fighting all these different, you know, robot dinosaurs, the end. So I don't know. It's really hard to say. Um, so I'm, I'm like medium hyped about that. We mentioned Spider-Man coming to PC in August, which is kind of a big deal. I mean, I have played that game and I, you know, but for PC players who are excited about the the Sony games coming to PC, finally, that's a big one. Like that was like a PlayStation exclusive exclusive. Mm So with all the DLC rolled into it from the trailer as well, which is cool. Yeah. DLC, I shamefully have not played yet. So yeah, I, I I need to get on that. Yeah. Or I no, I think I did. I think when they came out with the Ultimate Edition, which came free with something. Was it Miles Morales? If you I think it's if you pre ordered it or something, you got that for yeah. free. And then it was like past that it was like twenty bucks or something for it. Yeah. I th- so I think I did play it. Um I just don't I, I played it with the game, so it's like I remember it as part of the game. But Stray is a game that was shown last year at E3 or Summer Game Fest, whatever it was. And they have a release date for that of July 19th, which I think is a lot sooner than many of us were thinking. And it's coming for free to the PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium tiers of the PlayStation Plus, uh, you know, new uh, system coming out next week. But what what do you what do you are you excited about that i mean i feel like everyone is but yeah. what, what do you are I, you gonna day one play it i know well yeah maybe um if jacqueline has anything to say about it definitely <laughs> um but i have a question because like i am super excited for it i watched the trailer what game am i confusing this with um or is this the same game where is like the cat standing on the keyboard and it looks like untitled goose game but with a cat which I thought was Stray, but that is a very different looking game from this one. Like, That's a good question. I don't know. Because um, we talked about it um, on the show after that trailer had come out. I think it was like a Game Awards trailer or something. 
But yeah, no, I, anyways, hmm. I, I just, my, my mind was, was super blown. Cause I'm like, wait, this looks very different. Oh no. I know which one you're thinking of. Cause it ends with a cat, like sleeping in like a booth on the street or something. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is a different game. But I don't remember what that one is. But I called that one Stray in my head. So anyways, when I was watching this trailer, I'm like, whoa, then they dramatically... They really, yeah. <laughs> they dramatically changed this. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, no, yeah, I'm excited. It looks very cool. And yeah, the fact that's going to be free for um, PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium members is, is awesome as well. And, and a little extra incentive. Yeah, I, I would have paid for it for sure, but I, the fact that it's going to be free day one, I mean, I'm not going to complain, you know? I don't know. I mean, I can't tell how big of an experience this is going to be. Is this going to be one of those, like, $20, $30 short-ish games, or is this going to be a $60, $70 game? I don't know. I probably would have paid, you know, either for it, but but yeah, I'm excited that it's included in our, our membership, so I'm excited for that. It looks really cool. And I feel like that game more than any other has more expectation on it because it was such a big hit when they first showed it. And it's one of those that people keep talking about. So weirdly enough, I feel like there's more pressure for that one to be good than something like Resident Evil 4, which is probably ridiculous, but it just kind of feels that way. Uh, and then they showed. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, is there a going to be crossover content where instead of Ashley, you're um, escorting an adorable little cat? Who rides that would on be Leon's shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, turn the crank. It's like, meow. Like, I'm a cat. I can't fucking turn that crank. What are you talking about? Or one of those like monk dudes like goes to pick it up the cat. It just like, drops it. Man, uh, see, it's stuff like that. Like they're they're weird muttering. Ah, so creepy. And like sometimes the screen is dead quiet. There's no music, no background music. And then you like enter a certain part of the screen and that's all you hear is like, like what the fuck? Yeah. And you can't experience that again for the first time. So maybe they'll have a new version of that. Cause yeah, that was, that was really fun. Um, but I do see, that's where I love about that. Like that, what is it called? Multiverse idea that you would have, crossovers like that where which now that i think about it spider-man on pc modders are gonna go crazy oh right? yeah that's gonna be fun that's to see. awesome and they they also showed the callisto protocol which i had heard of and i'd i'd heard people talk about it but when they were starting to show the trailer <laughs> i was like right on <laughs> i really thought i was like oh the rumored dead space remake i really even though they said something about like uh, the Callisto, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, fucking dead space. Until they said Callisto Protocol, I was like, oh, shit, nope. Um, it really doesn't. I, I mean, it's the creative director from Dead Space, so it yeah. makes sense. But Well, even the font is the Dead Space font. You know, like the weird alien-y kind of like glowy light. And like yeah. the opening section is like, this station is dead or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, like <laughs> this space that we're in is dead. You know, like, and you're like... <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in the dead of space. Yeah, in the dead of space. Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the only, yeah, and it looks really cool. The one thing I'm thinking of is I think one element that made Dead Space really fun was that it was, there. there is a real sort of puzzle element to combat of like, you know, shooting off limbs and like figuring out like how to deal with each kind of creature. And like, 
that kind of combat I wasn't really seeing because it was more of just like, yeah, man. It was like just things like, you know, ripping people's faces off and stuff, which you want. Like, I'm not saying that was bad, yeah. but um, I would be interested to see, like, um, what, yeah, like, like if it if it is just dead space or if like they have a a, a new kind of approach to combat and things that that's going to be different. So like yeah, like more gameplay stuff would be cool in the future. But like it looks cool. Um, also, whoever that dude was was talking. I'm just imagining it's just him. Like I told you, sewing you for like ten hours. Going, I saved you. <laughs> you have no idea. You have no idea. <laughs> You're like, is this calm? Can I turn it? <laughs> <laughs> You're breaking up. <laughs> I, can't, I can't hear you. <laughs> it's I. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. I was gonna say he's like he's like a, a neighbor that does a favor for you one time and then just never and at the time you're grateful and then they never let you forget. <laughs> Remember when I mowed your lawn when you were on vacation? Oh my back was really bothering me when I so got out there you're like, oh my god. <laughs> I, bet, I bet it was pretty nice, wasn't it? Knowing you could trust someone and you could rely on them. And you're like, God, please <laughs> signal is fading yes um yeah i i don't know i have only i tried the first dead space a little bit and it was one of those things where i'm like mm, not feeling it right now so i'll come back to it but i've heard so many people say that if i love resident evil i'll love those games so i have two of them and i that they're on my backlog but now i'm like well the Callisto protocol is not one of those games technically so I could probably play that and get like a pretty good sense of it. So yeah, I might, I might do that. And that's coming out this year. December 2nd is the date still. Mm. They, they reaffirmed that. So we need to soon, probably on the next couple episodes, have our little check in about our fantasy video game league. Um, and might, might have to shift some stuff around like that. Cause I don't think that's on any of our, our lists. So. Um, they showed roller drone, roller drone. I don't know why that's so hard to say. Roller drone, um, which is a like rollerblading game where you're sh- you're shooting and doing all the stylus action. It reminded me a lot of oh god, what is it called? That Sega Dreamcast game, and then it eventually came to Xbox. Oh, it was in a No Doubt video actually. If you've ever seen No Doubt's Hella Good video, they're playing it in that video. Ooh. I can't remember. It, I think but, I, I think you. Yeah. It's very stylish, very colorful, looks very fun. Um any thoughts about that and are you excited? Yeah. Check that out? I like the art style. I um <laughs> I was thinking it looks like <laughs> it looks like Tony Hawk where you just like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater where you just end like a a combo by just shooting somebody in the face. <laughs> so like <laughs> I mean that's really cool. I would be I would be interested to see situations where, like, maybe, like, some of the, like, the combat, like, portions of it, as opposed to just the roller skating portions were, like, more dynamic. Because so far, it's like, hit the ramp. And then they're just, like, standing right there. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe. I, I think, I think, like, you know, that, that might not be as exciting if that's how it is every single time, but. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. maybe that's the tutorial or something. Right. Yeah. yeah, but it looks it looks really cool. I love the the style. I want to see like more like kind of like cell shaded 
like games more broadly like like dragon ball z fighters for example like the way that they make that game look exactly like the show um it's just like it it opens like my mind to like oh man like what if we had a studio that was doing like really cutting edge stuff with that kind of like look oh it would be so cool i think that's why i like the dragon quest games too like they embrace that artwork with dragon quest 8 and it's as you said it's a way to bring anime to life or like animated characters in a 3d space. And it's just, if, if done well, it is just, I don't know. It's very, it's very cool. I think the persona games do that to some extent too. I think it's just like the, some studios have gotten so good at blending cell shading with like 3d models that you don't even tell sometimes. So yeah, I, I would love to see more of that too. They also showed Eternites, which is coming out in early 2023, which is an action RPG. And I was looking, what did you say? And dating sim. Yeah, it says (laughs) in the trailer, it says action games and dating sims collide. And on the one hand, looking at the gameplay, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if this looks like a game for me. And then it's, it shows the dating sim part and like, there's a part where you're, I think I'm assuming your character is standing next to another character and it's like, hold R2 to hold hands. And I'm like, God damn it. I'm going to end up playing this game. <laughs> I, know. Um, I shared it to our chat because I read like the Kotaku article about it. And I was like, pers- yeah, I was like persona, like RPG slash dating sim coming to whatever. <laughs> and I was like, does Joey know about this? <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna wait for reviews because I don't know like how in depth are the dating sim elements of it. Is it literally like you just fight and then you just pick a character? You know, is it kind of like Fire Emblem like that, where it's like I liked the the, the dating sim aspect of Fire Emblem Three Houses, but it was also pretty <coughs> minimal. It's like you pick someone, you flirt with them a little bit, and then they're like, "I love you," and you're like, "I love you too," and like that's pretty much it. Which again, granted, I'll take that at more than you know. At the at the very least, that's I love that stuff. But um, but but if you're gonna bill it as action games and dating sims collide, I'm kind of wanting a full on dating experience because that's one of the things that even in the Persona games, I think the Persona games do it pretty well. But I always want my relationship relationship to be more centered or like be more than just something that has a couple of cutscenes. I want it to be like a central part of the story, but I understand narratively why that would be so complicated to write. It's still something that I want, you know what I mean? And this seems like it could be that, but I'm cautious. I'd never heard of it before to, you know, the the other day when I watched it. So we'll see. We'll see. I keep my eye on it. The entire game is just like all the boss fights and everything. They're just like things you decide to do on a date. <laughs> <laughs> the the waitress brought your meal and it was wrong. What do you do? Yes. The evil Fight chef. or flight. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I made that order as I preferred it. I don't care about your food allergy. <laughs> Music starts, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Throw the table to the side. <laughs> um. They also showed Street Fighter Six for the first time. Like they showed a little bit of it before, like a little teaser preview. But they showed a number of characters. They showed a new, like open world single player mode, which I am so fucking intrigued by because I really feel like they they 
blew the story mode in Street Fighter V. The Street Fighter Five number one, it didn't exist when it launched, and then they added it, and it just felt horrible. Shit, it just was <laughs> super bad, yeah. And so I wonder if they took feedback for that and are now allowing you to have this like open world single player experience. Which I say open world, it's not like an open world adventure game. I don't think. I think it's just like an open world hub. Yeah. But I'm su- I'm super curious, and I they said they're going to show more on June 13th at the Capcom showcase. But how did you feel about this trailer? Did it, did it wrestle your jimmies at all or anything? Yeah. I mean, I'm so like fighting game illiterate that I feel like a lot of the things that were meant to be really exciting. I, maybe it just didn't, I didn't understand it or whatever. So I was like, yeah, more street fighter, you know? And like the open world stuff is great, but, um, based on other, like, fighting games that have kind of done that before or like like Dynasty Warriors where they introduce like a sort of openish like hub world thing like if, if it's done like really well like that would be great I think it would be it would be kind of cool if they did like a Shenmue style open world where like <laughs> you learn <laughs> you learn like combos for your character by like helping a lady carry her books like to her house <laughs> or like <laughs> playing like an alley like cup and bean game you know or whatever you know like I think that would that would be phenomenal so I I, I think I think if it's like funny and like they they find ways to like meaningfully integrate that new feature in with like the core fighting stuff in like a, a really fun way i think it's gonna be great there's a mini game where chun lee has to lace up her boots every single time she finds <laughs> like left right left, <laughs> oh, right left right <laughs> guile's like come on let's go she's like eh, 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 zip, zip. safety first no um chun lee looks great chun lee that's the thing with the street fighter games it's like there's such a part of my past i love street fighter 2 so much as a kid was obsessed with it but as as just like with you i don't play i don't play fighting games like fighting game fans do where they get into combos and meta and all those things i'm not i did not keep up with fighting games like that and so i play them in a very casual way which is why i like the story modes i still like fighting game story modes and i still love like injustice did it phenomenally They did such a good job making a story mode for that. So every fighting game I buy, like Soul Calibur, I love the Soul Calibur game starting with two. I like the first one, but two was amazing. Two is amazing. And I love the storyline. I'm like, give me that, you know? And so every fighting game I buy, I'm like so excited. And I start the story mode. I'm like, this kind of fucking sucks because <laughs> it's fair. I don't blame them for it, but the developers are focusing more on balance and competitive play and tournament style and all that stuff. And I get it. But for little old me, Mr. Casual, I want to play for the story and I want these moves to be easy to pull off, which they also announced for Street Fighter 6 that there's a a simple, what do they call it, like two button mode or something yeah. where it's basically like Smash Brothers. You hit a direction and, and hit a button and it's like, that's fucking cool. It might feel yeah. really weird to do that with a Street right. Fighter game, but I like that they're they're trying. They're adding these options to make the game more accessible and stuff. I think that's really cool. Yeah, one one thing because we, you know, somewhat recently watched the movie. I would love if Jean Claude Van Damme voiced Guile for this upcoming oh game. God. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and like maybe a stage um, decorated like M Bison's bedroom in <laughs> the, the, the Street Fighter movie. That would be perfect for me. <laughs> 
So what if, so Disney recently has been using a technology, I can't remember the name, but they've been using a technology to refresh old voices, I guess to say so. Right. Cause they have, they've done it with, um, I guess I don't want to spoil stuff, so I won't spoil, but they've done it with two care, two notable characters in the recent star Wars shows and they sound fucking good. Like yeah. there's a little bit of a something kind of weird, but it's, it's startling how realistic these voices sound. So what if they did that with Raul Julia <gasps> with bison? Would you be, would you like, would, would the weirdness of it and the ickiness of it kind of be overshadowed by the, Oh shit, we have new Raul Julia bison content. Yeah. Well, no, I would love it. But I also think that even if they didn't use that technology, he has so many great lines from the movie that they could just find. They ways. just reuse yeah, those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, that'd be so what good is for his, me. What is his quote where he says, um, I think it's my favorite from the movie, but now I can't remember it. He says something where, like, when I swept into your village or when Bison graced your village that day. Uh, it was a life-altering event. Yeah, so it was the greatest thing that had ever happened. Yeah. For me, it was Tuesday or something <laughs> like was, that. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was Tuesday. Oh, man. Oh, so good. Or, yes, the, um, <laughs> fine, keep your own goddamn. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, he has so, he has so many great moments. Or, um, I, 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 I am, I am sad. I wish to face him in honorable combat. <laughs> And then I would snap his spine. Yeah, you know, like, like, oh, man, I just – and think about it too, Joey. I bet there are, like, some juicy, like, deleted scenes or outtakes of, like, him performing, you know, the, the – him explaining his, like, John Wayne Gacy clown painting in the corner of his bedroom. You know, great <laughs> moments like that that we never saw in the movie that I'm sure, like, could make their way into the game. So make it happen. Oh, man, I would love that so much. <laughs> they also had that – that game though the street fighter 2 the oh, movie the yeah. game and if i remember correctly they did they they recorded their moves for that game and i'm wondering if they recorded new voice lines i feel like that should be something that we do for the future episode like we should all get a copy of that and play it and yeah. just revisit some of the the magic but um but yeah, I'm excited for Street Fighter 6. They're going to show more again on the 13th, so we'll talk about that on a future episode. But I'm looking forward to seeing more characters. Like I said, Chun-Li was the main one that I was looking for, and she looks amazing. They're toning down the ridiculous proportions of the bodies that, that they've been. It's still ridiculous and um, and a little weird-looking, like, hyper-stylized bodies, but, like, it's getting a little bit more toned down, which is good. I, I, I do like that. So, but yeah, I, I, I love the art style and the fighting. Some of the effects look like they're part of the fights. Like when they like kick and like a swath of paint yeah. happens. I think that might actually be in the game. I thought that looked pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and that's another thing that makes like those cell shaded E like um, games really sing is if they have like amazing particle effects, you know, <laughs> that, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. I, I, yeah, it looks amazing. Yeah, and I, I think it'll be great. And hey, if that accessibility mode feels good, we might be, you know, street fightering it up on a, a future yeah. episode of the show. Yeah. Fortunately, 2023. So it's not, not coming out for a while, but 
but I'm I'm actually I'm pretty hyped for it. Uh, Tunic is a game that's already out, but they announced that for PlayStation Five for September 27th. That's one that's like on my list, but it's not super high up. I do want to get to it. Is that is that on anywhere on your list? Yeah, Jacqueline saw that little fox and was like, adorable. <laughs> yeah, it's like man, add and, to wish list yeah, and yeah, pre-order. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, I think we will be playing that. I think she would love that game. Actually, like I think she would be super into it. So yeah, we'll have to we'll have to pick that up. That seems like a good. I feel like for some reason I don't know why, but but cozy indie games seem like a fall thing to me i don't know if it's like the cottagecore aesthetic of many of them but it it's coming out in september and it feels like a september game to me like a late september game yeah um same thing with season a letter to the future which is coming out autumn 2022 that also looked like a cute indie game it looks beautiful i have no i have no idea what it's about um, based on the trailer Same. like i was like ah <laughs> uh, you, know, you know what it felt like it felt like when the first time i saw the trailer for terrence malick's uh, tree of life in theaters where i was like wow like all this imagery looks super beautiful but I have no idea. I have no idea what this movie is about. <laughs> I watched the movie and I felt that way after as well. But uh, yeah. it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I know. I watched it twice, and I'm like, I don't know what to say other than it looked cute. Like <laughs> it did. It looks interesting, but I don't know. Like if someone was like, "Oh, what's that game about?" I'd be like, I don't. Know. A lot of photography, glasses. Yeah. You know what it's about? Glasses and like <laughs> eyes slowly here, like going. which i hope they announce i think i've said this before but um i was gonna say eyes wide shut that is not well eyes wide shut for psvr would be amazing but uh, before before your eyes eyes. yeah Yeah, i hope they they announced that for psvr too um but finally they ended with final fantasy 16 with the with like the longest look yet and it's I have I mostly positive feelings, but sort of mixed in the sense that it reminds me a little bit of Final Fantasy twelve, but which is not a bad thing. Final Fantasy twelve is one of my favorite Final Fantasies, sure. but the story is very like grim and serious and not quite as fantastical as some of the other Resident or Resident Evil. Goddamn Final Fantasies, which is what I'm a fan of, where it's like the story in fifteen was also pretty dark, but the world was just beautiful and like colorful and fantastical this world looks a little bit more muted or more so it's game like, of thronesy right yes castles absolutely and like the the houses will battle and like we will determine right. yeah and the, the kingdom is in ruins and like less yeah. <laughs> less like road trip with your friends driving across the country eating delicious looking food finding right, big staying turtles at like a caribbean resort yeah <laughs> yeah staying at sandals jamaica <laughs> with your your three best friends exactly. <laughs> only friends there's gonna be <laughs> there's gonna be no a new recipe in, in final fantasy 16 i suspect but there's but also does look a disappointing good. lack of chaos in this new trailer as well <laughs> yeah that's the next one <laughs> that's the chaos dlc <laughs> Crossover chaos. chaos. <laughs> Introducing chaos. <laughs> I'm here to kill chaos. <laughs> I'm chaos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me? <laughs> Me? Yeah. Oh man. Um, but I, but I, I think it looks good. Do you? Are you interested in it at all? You think you might end up playing it? It looks fancy. I should really. Um, 
play that. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. I, should say, I should play that Strangers in Paradise Chaos game first. <laughs> it might might be key to me to understanding. No, um, I mean it looks cool and it looks beautiful. I I just, I just need to see more. Um, because yeah, I as you say, I feel like um for Final Fantasy games having like that 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 tonal mixture where like I want to feel like it's fun and like I can explore and it can be like sort of funny and relaxing and all that along with being grim and, you know, melodramatic. Like if it, if it hits all those buttons, I think I'm totally in, but this trailer as, as we've been saying is like very like, you know, intense and like everything's horrible and Oh, we're all going to fight. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have learned to basically just trust them. Cause I don't think there's been a final fantasy game that I haven't, liked like to some extent or the other i've only dabbled with the mmos i haven't played 14 um 11 i liked it just was hard for me to get into but like i love 12 i like 13 a lot um i love 15 i love 10 like i i i trust them you know and with 12 was again a great example where i looked at that one and i was like that does not look like the final fantasy that i know and love and then I played it. And I'm like, oh, but I do love it. So I think it'll be great. I, I am really happy to see the summons. The summons were like the focus of this trailer. They were showing, um, and I'm trying to remember, they showed Shiva, Ifrit. They showed, did they show Odin or? Yeah, yeah, they did. Odin. And what was the other one? The big, the big dude with the beard. Um, uh, Thor? No. No. Ra something? Oh, something. maybe, maybe. Yeah. But they, but the thing about those, which they looked awesome, but I'm like, those are like the core summons, you know what I mean? And yeah. that's what, those are the summons that were in Final Fantasy VII Remake with a couple of additional really cool ones. But the roster of summons has been shrinking over the years. And I'm like, I understand these are like big, majestic, cool looking, like monsters that you're creating essentially, which is awesome. But I missed a really expansive roster where there was like, you know, a ton of weird ones that you could find tucked away in a, a chest in an alleyway somewhere. So I'm hoping that the roster that they showed in this trailer is not the end of it. You know, I'm hoping that it's just the beginning of a huge expansive list of awesome summons. So, yeah, well, and I think it, it might be because, yeah, they had that whole I, I don't know if I've ever seen a Final Fantasy trailer that had a like a, a running list, you know, like broken mm-hmm. down with like names of all the summons before. So like, it would be really weird for them to include that and then be like, and though we showed them, we showed you them because those are the only ones. There it is. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, you can, oh, and wait, no, we have more. And you're like, really? And you're like, yes, <laughs> you can summon the carousel from Kingdom Hearts 3 or, oh, the, <laughs> or the little Mad Hatter um, teacups. You're like, those aren't what I wanted. No, no, no. Yeah, or, like- the Viking ship that goes like this yeah. <laughs> and it's not even like done in the final fantasy 16 style it's done in like the very cartoony kingdom Hearts style yeah like, your character oh, has okay. gigantic feet now <laughs> oh, no <laughs> there's zippers everywhere <laughs> oh, oh god yeah everyone's hair is like <laughs> <laughs> Um, which that, now that I think about it, when were you going to, when are we going to see more of that? I know we just saw a pretty substantial trailer recently, but Hey, maybe, about, maybe tomorrow. 
I am excited. So, so that's the state of play. Anything else? Did I miss anything? I feel like we went through most. No, of I think I think we hit all of it for now. And now we uh, just have to we transition into our, our juicy part two. Yeah. So stay tuned. I think Ron and Tab are going to be back with us after the break, but but we'll see. We'll see who materializes. Um, but yeah, we'll take a short break and then we'll talk to you soon. Why? See, I see. I'm te- I'm saying it like we're like live broadcasting. Yes. Um, talk to you in a minute. Yes. Listener. Say goodbye to to past Paul and Joey and hello to slightly less past. Yes. Paul and Joey. <laughs> More recent Paul and Joey. <laughs> and perhaps others. Yeah. And, and perhaps, hopefully. Proof that we have other friends. <laughs> we swear. <laughs> it's going to be really sad if they can't make it then. <laughs> this is going to be like, okay, remember when we said we had friends? We'll prove it eventually. Listen, they, for now, it's just us again. They couldn't make it. They live in Canada. Okay, it's hard yeah. for them to. <laughs> phones. Mom, mom won't let them. <laughs> They said they had to do their homework in the summer. <laughs> but yeah, we'll uh, we'll be right back after this short break. All right, welcome back to the second half of the Summer Game Fest Pretty Pixels podcast episode. We have two hours of the most riveting <laughs> podcasting lined up for you today. So <laughs> strap in. We don't. We don't. We we, <laughs> we were talking a little bit a little bit before we started recording, um, and I think both of us, especially, are we like to be really positive, especially like on the podcast. Because like I don't know about for you, but for me, a pet peeve of mine is when I listen to a podcast and people are like really dismissive or snarky about something that I think is cool or interesting, but it's kind of hard to not be dismissive and snarky about the summer game fest that we just watched because it was disappointing, disappointing to, 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 yes, to be very <laughs> diplomatic. Um, so, cause you know, Sony state of play happened. That was sort of the kickoff of the whole summer. And by most accounts, it was a very exciting thing. It was, you know, revealing Resident Evil 4, which a lot of people were really excited about. Obviously, everyone wants Lady D in VR. Final Fantasy 16, we got a really good look at that. Like a lot of really exciting stuff in a short amount of time. Summer Game Fest has always sort of pitched itself as the replacement E3. But I don't think, I think this is a huge stumbling block for it because with E3, one of the reasons that people, like us love E3 and are are still want E3 to be around is because they're so good at curating these exciting little like 40 minute one hour videos that highlight some of the most exciting things. And we get so pumped and we want to go and tweet about it and like talk to friends about it and be like, did you see this? Did you see that? And this was like the leftovers kind of, again, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying not to be super snarky and I apologize if you watched the summer game fest and you were really excited by a number of things um, in the in this, in the two hours, like you know, a good chunk of it. Then please write in, and we will turn you into authorities because something is wrong. With- <laughs> no, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But see, that's the thing is, like, again, I'm, it's, I, I want to make jokes because it's hard for me to to see because there was just so much, and again, it didn't seem curated. It seemed like, hey. 
anyone, does anyone have anything? Please just give us videos. (laughs) We'll show everything. And I even was trying to feel at at a certain point, because like in the very beginning, when Jeff Keighley stepped on stage and he started talking and he's like, this is the art form that we all love and gamers love. And I was like, oh, man, I I feel bad because I'm always so judgmental about Jeff Keighley's big events. Um, I'm pretty critical of them, but he seems like such a good dude. He seems like he really does care about the medium. He really does care about the art form and he wants to push it forward. And then maybe like 30% into the presentation, I was like, no, no, (laughs) there's the capitalist that I know because it was so kind of corporatized and again, not curated. It wasn't one of those condensed 40 minute exciting videos. Again, it was just like, Anything else we have left over because Sony's saving their exciting stuff for their presentations. Microsoft saving their exciting stuff. I'm sure Nintendo's going to have a direct with their exciting stuff. <laughs> and so it's like, what else do we have? Like anyone that wants to send stuff will show everything. But that led, led to it feeling like a big, bloated, unfocused mess kind of to me. But am yeah. I being unfair? How did you feel about it? Um, no, I don't think you're being unfair. I think it was super disappointing. And yeah, and that's that's nothing against you know if you were watching and there's like a handful of games that you're super excited about if you are like the goat simulator stan you know and you're like (laughs) oh my god number three you know like all power to you and that's like that's awesome um but yeah i thought it like overall it was incredibly weak and um yeah one one thing that uh you know, we talked about a little bit ahead of the show. What were some of the, cause I don't want to crap too much. Like there, there are a bunch of like tinier games on the show and like, you know, I'm glad that they're getting a platform, but like what yeah. I thought was like really lame was like games that have already been announced to death. Like they were presented as like a world premiere of something. And then it would be like, a new character or not even a new character like the Gotham Knights one it's like and here's Nightwing a character you already knew was in the game and you get like just like an extended sequence of him talking and you're like okay he's like I love Gotham and I'm like I know he loves Gotham I don't need to be told all about you know like (laughs) you know like stuff like that or um yeah like for the quarry like it's like the premiere of the launch trailer and it's like oh okay well so the game's out you know like (laughs) great okay you know and and stuff yeah I think like stuff like that or like Marvel's Midnight Suns where it's just like an extended cinematic um you know trailer and the, the the new surprises are just like non-playable characters that are in the game. I don't know, like like stuff like that where it's like not even a new announcement, but just like where we're kind of showing you a slight, you know, um, like angle on something that you already know a lot about. Like with that, like that stuff is just really weird. It felt, yeah, like oh shit, we need to fill. <laughs> up time and it ended early so clearly they didn't need to show fill up time but uh it, it felt like they were really sort of scraping the bottom of the barrel in a, in a couple of places which was just yeah it was it was kind of uncomfortable and and, and disappointing <laughs> right because even games like humankind when they showed like culture of latin america i'm like that's cool if you're excited for that game what a cool video but again you're already probably excited for that game nothing that that they showed in that specific trailer would like get you on board if you're not already on board so it really just felt like 
again, like, hey, oh, you're already excited for this thing. Here's some more video of it. Um, Modern Warfare 2, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 uh, looks great, looks amazing. But like, you know, we already know about it. It's not <laughs> anything new. Um, Aliens Dark Descent. I don't think we knew about that one. Yeah, I didn't. We, I didn't know about that. One. We didn't know about that, but we only saw like literally a second of actual gameplay, which like. Yeah. Um, I don't, again, again, I don't want to be too judgmental early on, but like the little snippet we did see didn't look that impressive. And like, I appreciate a good, impressive cinematic trailer or whatever. And I love all the nods to aliens and stuff. I love that movie, but it's like, you know, I've been, I've been down this road before with the colonial Marines, you, you know, you can, yeah, it's one thing to, to, you know, get me excited with, um, whatever they're showing that's completely disconnected from the gameplay. But if the, the gameplay itself isn't anything spectacular, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> well, I think that's one of the things that alien video games often get wrong is that they're focused on the action. So the movies are almost never, I mean, there's, they get more and more action oriented as you go on. But if you look at the video games, they're all about like, well, of course, if you're fighting aliens, you got to have a big flamethrower and a giant machine gun and a mech suit and everything. And it's like they they think, well, video gamers, they want like run and gun. They want it to be like a first person shooter. But look at Alien Isolation like that is probably the best and maybe mo- most well received alien game out there. And you do not fight. You cannot fight. You just yeah. run and hide. And like. I'm not saying that you need to keep re- re- releasing that experience. That's a singular experience in the alien universe. But I think some balance of the two, because we yeah. just got alien fire team. What was it called? Yeah. There was I, another yeah. team based shooter that just came out for aliens. So or like, like alien isolation in recent memory, which actually was like kind of a faithful yeah, yeah. Or, or a take on that. That was exciting for, for yes. that reason. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that that's and that I I love that game so much, but I like you need something probably like uh, a dead space kind of approach yeah. where it's like a mixture of atmosphere and these like punctuated by these really terrifying visceral alien experiences, not you have a whole team, everyone's got guns, acid shooting everywhere. Like that's, that's cool. But we're getting, I feel like we're getting too much of that. Can, so I, that give trailer, you, can I give you a quick pitch? What if they yeah. made like an until dawn style alien game? That would be amazing. Right. Yeah. Right. Get like, yeah, some like there's actors. an alien. Yeah. 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 And it's like stalking you and you're like, you know, you hear something in the vent. Do you open the vent and you yes. open it? It's, it's Maxi. It's your dog or whoever. Oh. Joan. Jonesy, Jonesy, right? That was yeah, the, the wait, with a cat, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what's funny? Yeah. Um, we have an alien board game, and Jonesy the cat is on, on the side of it. Yeah, they they gave him, That's like, adorable. prime real estate on the, the box <laughs> art. It's amazing. <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah, like, yeah, that would be that would be fun. Um, but I, it was hard to be excited. But but weirdly enough, I, it was sort of exciting because it was, like, the one of the first trailers they showed – and I was like, ooh, this is like a, a sense. Like, this isn't quite for me, but it's close. Yeah. And then I feel like it just was sort of downhill from there. They showed us the Callisto Protocol, which we just saw during Sony's State of Play. But they showed us the Schofield Cut trailer, which is the <laughs> same <violent>. trailer <laughs> with more go- gore. Yeah, which I, I is will like, say that that ending shot of him getting sucked into the the fan or whatever. I was like, yeah, that's pretty gross. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> or is the guy getting his head like 
bit in half yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's some pretty gory <laughs> shit. Yeah, definitely. But even Street Fighter Six, we saw the big reveal at the Sony again, the Sony video. <laughs> Um, confirmation of Guile, some yeah. gameplay for Guile, which is cool. When but did Guile ever need to be confirmed, though? Was he absent ever? You know what I mean? Like, right? Yeah. So, so that's what I mean. Is like, is Capcom's like, well, we're saving our all really the exciting stuff for our own event. Yeah. So you got the reveal for Sony. We got the big stuff. So ha- have have the reveal of, of a well established character that everyone is not going to be surprised about but yeah so okay so there are <laughs> and there's so many games too I, I listed them all out as as i watched them but were there any that jumped out that were like exciting to you um, or or that looked terrible or anything and not that we have to again focus on the negative, <laughs> um let me let me think uh I I love the the idea of playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge with you and Casey's Joe Casey Jones being in it. That's cool. That was one of my highlights. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited about that. The Callisto Protocol does look good, but I felt that way when I saw the trailer last time. Um, right. You know. <laughs> yeah, but it just does, a few days ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> um, that does look good. Uh, that one, and I'm I'm totally blanking on what it's called um but the the one that was made by the like the the father you know like the single developer dad person who then got help with his a bunch of other people yada 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 which felt like again it felt like the most like is anyone making a game at the moment that we can show right. i mean anybody please anybody you know, yeah, yeah. I, i'm making a game yeah, I know, I know. okay <laughs> all right cool what, what okay well who are you like what is interesting about you i'm a polish dad great <laughs> great great ship it give us your game but uh it actually it did look kind of cool so I, I like the art style of it i am I am both interested and saddened by <laughs> I will say I'm the wrong word. I'm nervous. Okay, I'm interested and nervous about this um standalone multiplayer like Last of Us title coming from um Naughty Dog. I I, yeah. I think it could be really good. One thing I'll just I'll just say generally is that well i guess interestingly it seems to have sprouted out of like the co-op that they were planning on not co-op the multiplayer they're planning on making for the last of us part two but um yeah i'm 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 i guess i'm nervous because what one thing i admire about naughty dog is that they are sort of like a premier triple a studio that's built around making like exceptionally well executed like narrative driven you know games that are are single player and just incredible and the fact that they're dipping into like the sort of game as service you know model um a lot of other studios do it rockstar being a great example where they kind of straddle both of those things simultaneously and they they do it really well so like i'm not not fully against it, but I'm just like, Ooh, what does this mean? You know, is it going to be good? Um, and, and what is that going to mean for their sort of their, their projects in the future? I don't know, but yeah, that, that was another one that caught my eye. I thought of soul hackers. Um, I thought of you when I watched the thing for soul hackers. Cause I know, uh, 
you've you've had a, a careful eye on on Atlas, you know, <laughs> and um, as excited as you were about that um, slot machine, I knew that you would an actual game that they were developing might be of interest <laughs> to you as well. Um, and then, uh, yeah, um, I didn't play Layers of Fear, but the environments in the sequel look really pretty. Um, so I remember thinking that, and then. Which is layers of fears. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <little>, silly. <laughs> All the money that goes into that game, right? Like, there's no one in the room who's like, it's kind of a stupid title. <laughs> and their their Twitter handle handle is still layers of fear two, but they now switched it to layer. Well, it's the the Twitter handle is still two, but like, yeah, what are we? I was like, wait, is this? I thought it was a remake of the first game because there was a lot of the imagery they showed that was taken directly from Layers of Fear. So I was like, oh, is this just remade in Unreal Engine 5? But no, apparently it's, it's like pulling elements or something from it. I, I don't know. But that was, yeah, that was a little confusing. The Last of Us thing. So that was one of the things we were talking about right before we started recording was like, what a weird way to end it. And it yeah. felt like so much of it was coded where it's like Neil Druckmann was like, trying to express something that he didn't say. And one of those was that he said something like, you know, with, you know, we just passed a milestone for the last of us part two, we sold over 10 million copies. And with that success comes the ability to have multiple teams working on multiple projects. And I wonder if that was speaking to what you were saying, which is like, we are have, we do have this games as service thing happening, this multiplayer thing, but don't worry we're still working on something. And Jeff Keighley, of course, tried to get it out of him. He was like, oh, what are you? So what are you working on? And he's like, yeah, maybe next summer game fest or something. <laughs> um, and so that ending was just so fucking awkward because like it was meant to be this like big cap on the whole show. But it was number one sort of dampened because the key art leaked before the show. So within, you know, just a handful of hours, people had you know, it was leaked that the last of us part one was being remade for the PlayStation five, but Neil Druckmann seemed really annoyed by that. And so that was part of it. And then, uh, Jeff Keighley said something like, Oh, I have, I understand that, you know, you're working on this TV show and you have a couple of the actors and then, uh, Troy Baker and I can't remember her name who plays Ashley. Or not Ashley. Um, her her name is Ashley. Um, oh, is Ashley, it? Ashley something, but who okay. plays Ellie. Yeah. Uh, Ellie, thank you, yeah. Ashley Williams, um, is that right? Get out of here. Is it Ashley Williams? I thought you were trying to, trying to bring <laughs> back. <laughs> on such a painful day. I'm so sorry. That actually wasn't my intention. Ashley Williams just sounded right. <laughs> <laughs> I think she came on mumbling something about space racism. I don't know. Um, I'll look it up right now. <laughs> that, would, that would be the only thing to um, really capstone that. <laughs> like, and now... Ashley Williams, and she comes out in a special shout out to my boyfriend, Joey Cronwell Shepard. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, okay, no. here, let's see. <laughs> no, please. Why? Why, Jeff Keighley? Yeah. Here to announce the new Mass Effect, Ashley Williams. Oh, my God. Uh. <laughs> well, that was one of those things is like, 
Ashley Johnson. Ashley Johnson. Johnson. Okay, yeah. that's that's pretty close. Yeah. yeah. Um, like one of those common surnames. But yeah, I I there were so many rumors. They were like, are we gonna see the new Dragon Age, the new Mass Effect, like all these things that we wanted to see, and I feel like we saw none of them. Like we talked about seeing God of War. We're like, oh well, of course we're gonna see God of War. Like we've seen recently Sony showed off like the accessibility stuff. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, here's the real first look. Here's the release date. Here's the whatever. And no, we got The Last of Us Part One remastered, basically. Like, I know it's remade, quote unquote, from the ground up, but there's no changes fundamentally from what they said. The gameplay, story, voice acting even is all the same. It's it's just in a new engine. It looks great. Don't get me wrong. But it's the least exciting exciting thing that i would be you know what i mean like from a first party that i would be you know excited about so i feel like if this were an actual e3 that would have been wedged in the middle there would have been some big splashy opening in the middle it would have been like oh remember this thing like the like the uh, life is strange remaster collection it's like oh it's the same game but it looks great and i'm excited for it and i'll get it eventually but i'm not running out the door to get it and then there would have been some big splashy like god of war ending or something and this show, that middle thing that is like kind of exciting, kind of cool, but not, it's like not blowing anyone's skirt up is at the end. And it's like, it's like also sort of muddled by all the weird, confusing tension that's going on on stage of like, we don't have the two stars. We have two of the voice actors from the old version, um, but they're also in the show. We can't tell you how. And we're working on something, but we can't tell you what. And I'm kind of mad because Sony leaked my... It was just such a weird way to end it that I just left left the whole show feeling... I kind of can't wait for E3. Like, everyone makes fun of E3, and they're like, oh, E3 says they're going to come back next year. I feel like, again, that was the stumbling block of this whole show, was it really had the opportunity to capitalize on a lack of E3 and say, this is your new E3 aren't you excited? And they like kind of blew it. So next year, I feel like E3 is in a good spot to be like, this is what you remember as being fun and exciting about E3 is look at these well curated, well, like, you know, put together presentations, these flashy, exciting presentations, go be excited about games. Um, so next summer, I think it's going to be really interesting, but yeah, this, this presentation I am still excited about Saints Row. I'm still excited about yeah. Gotham Knights. Teeny Mutant Ninja Turtles, again, was sort of the highlight. They showed Casey Jones, but we already knew about that game. It's coming soon. It's coming next week. So, you know. Oh, by the way, I wanted to um, circle back. Um, oh, gosh, I just had it up. No, oh, this is terrible. Uh, <laughs> I, I just found the... <laughs> well, one, I, I want... Okay, while I'm looking for this, I will just throw into um, the... Uh, <laughs> that, that, like, one of the games they showed early on where I'm like, oh, shit, this could be something really big. And they're like, a third, a sequel to a game, a classic game that came out 30 years ago. And I was like, oh, what could it be? Right. And then it's like you know, the fight continues and there's someone with a gun and I'm like, what game am I not thinking of? Flashback? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, you know, I'm trying to flashback and I'm failing. I don't, I'm like, I don't even, I don't, I never played that game, but I don't even remember it being this massive hit that everyone's going to be like, oh, 
Flashback 2, finally. <laughs> Jackie is like, I love playing this when I was a kid. I'm like, oh, shut up. Oh, shut up. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. You heard about this this morning. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Um, uh, oh, but the game's called uh, Midnight Fight Express, which is the, that that's the, the Polish dad one that actually okay. looked kind of cool. So, hey, right. if you're listening, Polish dad, I liked your game. It, it looks cool. Yeah. Keep working. You know, keep on and- trucking. If you know Helena Markowska, the face actor for Lady D, hook me up. I'm just saying. I know she's married. <laughs> she has kids, but. Oh, and what was up with that? Um, The one that uh, Troy Baker and Arthur Morgan were in where it was like, <laughs> because we're in the game and uh, can't say much of anything about it. It's it's a mystery. You see? Right. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. so glad you came on stage <laughs> to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So and so many like everyone who came on stage was like. Jeff, you're the best. I love you. I can't believe. Look at this. this is so amazing. It's like, so I'm glad some people were excited by the presentation. <laughs> <laughs> he came out it and just, was like, Keely, Keely, my right. boy. <laughs> 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 like, oh, damn. We're past a certain point in the game. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, and they, uh, again, I felt like that was sort of awkward. And Jeff Keely's like, oh, and this is your first game since like Red Dead 2. And it's like, is that? Was that if I were that that voice actor, would I? It seemed all very polished and like pre-scripted, so they probably already rehearsed it and everything. But as an interviewer, I would be careful to say something like that because what if it wasn't his choice? You know what I mean? What if he's yeah. like been typecast or something like that? Um. So yeah, that that was sort of weird. Uh. Oh, hold on a second. We we have a call coming in from a friend of the show. <gasps> Who is that? That's The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Oh, my God. What's up, everybody? And what's up? Joey and Paul. And what is up to the Summer Game Fest audiences live streaming right now around the world and everybody inside the epic IMAX theaters. Dwayne Johnson here coming at you from my Iron Paradise, the very hot and sweaty and smelly Iron Paradise uh, powered by, of course, Zoa Energy, the number one fastest growing energy drink in the game. Wow. It feels so yeah. great to have such great friends of the show who are just willing to come on you it's know, just, to talk. It's amazing. Um, the friends that we have just... Thanks for calling in, Rock. <laughs> what what was that about? That was so fucking annoying. Like he's like, oh, number one, they tried to pretend like it was he was really calling in when it was so obvious that it was not. It was pre-recorded and the rock sent it in. There was no interaction between them. The rock wasn't responding to anything specific. But it was an ad for his energy drink, Zoa Energy Drink, trademark. Um, TM <laughs> TM we're not we're not sponsored by them unfortunately we'd be open uh, to uh, the rock if you want right. to <laughs> yeah. we will audibly slurp it on on air and uh mention it every time we do like hold on let me take a sip of my zoa energy um, even though listeners hate drinking and eating noises we'll do it for the right amount of money um but he talked about black adam which is like it's obviously nerd adjacent video game adjacent but there was no video game anywhere he's plugging a movie and an energy drink and himself and there was and so it's like why other than to have star power you have this pre-recorded thing 
And again, it kind of fits into the whole thing about the Jeff Keighley events where it's like, it's corporatized. It's like, but we need star power. We need to have, we need to say that we had Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Um, but it doesn't actually make sense. Again, it's not curated. It's not, you know, if anything, have him say something about his character in Fortnite that was just released or right. have some fucking tie, make an attempt. Cause otherwise I was just, I was left feeling, feeling really annoyed. Cause the rock who I love, I think the rock is a great actor. I love him as a personality, but you could also even sort of tell that he was just sort of recording this like, Hey, because it wasn't very well scripted. He was no. like kind of stumbling. He's like, I'm known as the rock and, uh, Dwayne, the rock Johnson. And, the uh dude you know what i mean he's like thinking of stuff and it's you know so i don't know that felt very weird it was kind of out of nowhere it was super weird i i didn't know pierce brosnan was in black adam i guess that's that's a takeaway i'm like oh it's pierce brosnan (laughs) yeah (laughs) right which again i'm excited for that and and he's also but he's teasing things like he's like i don't know if you if you're not familiar with the character he's got all the powers of superman but but one of Superman's weaknesses is magic, and one of you know Black Adam's strengths is magic. Okay. So I'm just going to leave it there. It's like, all right, are you teasing Superman versus Black Adam? <laughs> Which I like. I don't like. I get it. Like he's, and they keep talking about the hierarchy. They're like, we're going to redo the hierarchy of power in the DC universe, and. Again, it really feels like they're setting up for Superman versus Black Adam, but I don't know. That doesn't have anything to do with video games. Like, I, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, I, I was hoping there would be like, you know, something out of out of my youth, like a really bad, like, um, like sort of licensed game that would come out alongside it. So it's like, <laughs> and here's the first look at Black Adam, the game. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's just like PS2 era graphics. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a, a run. I had a run of um, Black Adam versus Superman, the comics, or it wasn't a run. It was just a single book, but it was frustrating because it was during this time in comics where they would, it was like clickbait basically. So on the cover of the, of the book, they would have, you'll never believe who Superman fights. And it's a black Adam clash of the Titans. I think that's what it said on the cover. And then on the inside, it's, they don't really fight. It's like some person tricks Superman into thinking that black yeah. Adam's there or whatever. And it's like, kind of felt a little bit like this, uh, this two hour presentation. <laughs> I, I would agree. <laughs> yeah, we've been bamboozled. <laughs> so, so I guess that, I guess that's it. Again, I really expected this to be a big 90 minute dive into so many exciting uh, things, but I, I feel sort of shell shocked by this. And, you know, to be honest though, like if you watched this and you had a very different take, please write in. We're not, again, Paul and I especially are, we try to be really positive Um, We try to look at the silver lining of things. So if you see a silver lining that we don't, please write in and share. We're more than willing to give you your fair, fair take. Um, Ours happened to be sort of negative in this instance, but you know, there were, there were some exciting things and there were probably games in there that you were really excited about. So if you're, if there, if we didn't talk about anything, Honkai Star Rail, you know, or, American Neon Arcadia. White. Yeah. That you're excited about? Write in. Let us know. Yeah. Pretty Pixels Podcast at gmail.com. 
Next week, though, mm. get ready. I should write these out because I try to think of like weird, awkward, sexy things to throw in there, and I can't. So then I just keep saying like dicks and butts over and over again. <laughs> but next week we're doing Pretty Pixels After Dark for episode 69. If you felt pretty fucked over by <laughs> Summer Game Fest this year, prepare to be fucked in a far more That's delightful right. way <laughs> a week from now. <laughs> 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 arguably <laughs> arguably more <laughs> pleasant um yeah so we're we're gonna be talking we don't really have honestly like a, a thesis or anything like that we're just gonna be talking about sex and games so yeah. very loosely so our experiences with them maybe we'll do a maybe I'll, if i have time i'll do do like a brief history of sex and games i'll look up some interesting historical facts uh but we're gonna talk about you know things that we've games that we've played that have had sex in them what we thought about them ways that we think games that could improve about representation with sex in games just again just sort of a blanket discussion about sex in games and sexy characters and stuff i don't know again, i hope I that know. you like a few days before that episode you release a tweet that's like hey listen temper your expectations where <laughs> and we have a couple of new things to say about sex and games but it might be <laughs> like well other things people have said about it but we'll maybe just add like a little more information <laughs> and then in the middle of it hey this is Dwayne rock chance <laughs> <laughs> i heard you liked fuck yeah i'd like to um lift weights yeah. you know what helps what me what better way to get ready for fucking than with <laughs> focus you know what so else nice. helps me get ready um the black adam trailer I'm here to promote. Yeah. yeah we're here to rebalance the hierarchy of power in the bedroom <laughs> Just like we rebalanced the power of higher, the powerarchy of higher. Wow, this is two hours of of summer game fest. I am really excited for the Microsoft and Bethesda showcase, though. So maybe that'll kind of redeem this. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Microsoft is such a big question mark because they've made these massive purchases in the last two years, and unfortunately, it hasn't really benefited them yet. And like the Xbox Series X and Series S is, you know, in, according to sales figures, lagging behind the PlayStation 5. And I like healthy competition between the two platforms because I think it pushes both of them to come out with better games, to put more money into development and stuff like that. And so I want both of them to be healthy and competitive. But Microsoft, their investments have been long term. And so I, I keep feeling like any day now we're going to see that potential start to to bear fruit. And I want to see a preview of that at their event showcase. So I'm hoping that their their thing is like, oh, remember all these companies we just bought? Look what they're working on. Because we've seen like even at the the game awards, they were like, look at all these companies we bought. Expect cool things. And it's like we want to see that, though. Like, where right. is it? So I'm hoping that we start seeing some of that. Obviously, we're not going to see all of it, but we start seeing some of that at their showcase this summer. Um, we're going to be watching. I'm going to be watching the indie, uh, two, the two indie showcases, Cozy Games, and it's not Cozy Games. What is it? Um, 
I don't remember. There's there's two there's two two indie showcases that I'm. What's the Devolver something. one that had the really funny title? It's like marketing for something marketing. <laughs> oh yeah, good question. I don't know. Yeah, and and I I at first was like, oh that's weird, but I I think it's meant to be funny. I hope it's meant to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we have a lot of stuff. We're gonna talk about the Xbox showcase. We're gonna talk about sex. Um, we're gonna talk about the week after next. We're gonna we're gonna go back to our favorite weapons and video games because we were prepped for that so we'll we'll talk about those so we have a lot of content coming up get ready temper your expectations <laughs> and <laughs> uh, you can find us on social media i'm on twitter at losperman uh ron couldn't make it to this part of the recording but he's on twitter at big bad ron and on instagram at not big bad ron uh handsome boy frank on instagram for his adorable kitties and I think that's going to just about do it. So you know, we'll talk and, to you uh, one, uh, one uh, announcement that uh, would never um, fail to disappoint. Uh, wait, no, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you, you should you should check out Thronebreaker. It has absolutely nothing to do with Jeff Keighley. Um, it'll be incredible. You'll love to play it. Uh, bring, bring, bring. Oh, no. What, what, what's going on? A call from The Rock, who is doing his best Paul impression. Um, I'll pick up the phone. Hey, it's The Rock. Hey, Joey, how's it going? Um, hey, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Normally, this would be the, the part of the muscles. show where Paul spends a really long time um, promoting Thronebreaker, which you should check out. It's a great game. I, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, play it every time I work out. I love it. You know, one hand is <laughs> lifting, you know, some weights. The other hand is uh, crushing my enemies in the game of Gwent. But uh, I have the the honor of announcing that Paul has added a game to his summer playlist. Um, this summer, Paul will be playing <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic on the Switch. Oh my god! Oh shit! Yes. So, <laughs> so um, just wanted to mention that. And here is a trailer for my new movie, Black Adam. <laughs> Bye. Like, oh wow! Wow, wow. that's amazing. <laughs> this guy is all over the place. He's at Summer Game Fest. He's calling into our podcast. I, uh, his, uh, let me just say, he's really, he's such a good actor. His Paul impression was spot on. I, for a second, I thought, wow, like this isn't even the ride. This has got to be Paul. But no, that was Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's amazing. He's Incredible. an amazing, amazing Incredible. performer. <laughs> but yeah, you, The Rock has it right. I'm going to be playing Knights of the Old Republic. I'm going to do I'm it. So I'm going to do it, Joey. I'm so excited. Was it last week on the, did you listen to last week's podcast? Okay. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, you know what? No, that's, that's absolutely right. You, you're making a strong argument here. And now <laughs> one and two are, are coming out. Like they're both going to be available. Like, um, yeah. just like a, like if not now, like in a couple of days, right? Like two is yeah. going to be out. So yeah, two is going to be out. Yeah. yeah. No, why not? Why the fuck not? I love star Wars. I love Bioware. You sing those games praises you know to high heaven i've heard nothing but good things about them i've seen with my own uh, my own eyes you know nothing but good <laughs> things about them so yeah i um i'm gonna i'm gonna hop on the 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 kotor bandwagon i'm so excited yeah i i feel bad in a way because you said originally you were intending to wait for the the remake which is totally fair and that's my only concern is that these games you know to the average person probably don't age very well there's some jank in there definitely 
But you being so familiar with Bioware, I don't think it'll be jank that you're like super surprised at. It'll it'll look a little rough, a little look a little dated, but the elements of it, the storytelling and the relationships and stuff, of course, and we've already talked about it, it's not a spoiler, but there's not the dating roster is limited. <laughs> but it's still in there. You can you still there are romance options. So so yeah, I'm I'm super hyped. So yeah, definitely. Um, when do you have an idea of like a time frame, like the next month, next couple months? Yeah. So once I'm done with Elden Ring, um, my game that I want to play with Jacqueline is It Takes Two. But I think this will be my next solo game, like for awesome. realsies. So yeah, the next game that I just get to dig into is going to be yeah the, the Knights of the Old Republic, and then I might just hop from that to the sequel if I just get like really sucked in. And uh, I think I there's a great chance I will. It, it seems seems like right up my alley. So so that's the plan. Excellent. Yeah. So then I I might jump into Thronebreaker then and have it be like a. It's not an indie exchange like we often do. It'll be a triple A exchange. Ah, so, <laughs> oh my because God. I feel like it's only fair. I am excited to play Thronebreaker, but like I'm so excited for you to play Knights of the Old Republic that I'm like I feel like I got to do something. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, maybe we'll we'll play those and talk about those on a future episode. That that but, episode would be insane. Like, yeah, <laughs> Thronebreaker yeah. plus Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> oh my God, my brain would explode. Four <laughs> hours just for the first oh. half of. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I I love it. We would, we would, yeah, we would need to do probably like twelve hours, you know, total there, (laughs) where we, yeah, we talk about each one and then we talk about them like together. (laughs) (laughs) We would have to record our own part of the podcast and then have like Ron and Tab on because otherwise they're just going to be sitting there like these fucking nerds <laughs> why did you call us in here but um but yeah so look forward to that thank you for listening uh thank you for joining me paul this was a, a complicated recording process but we did it we got it uh, and yeah we we'll did. be back next week to talk about ass and titties ass ass and titties titties um there's a real song like that i'm not, I'm not just making that up um, If we don't get sued, we can play it at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, well, we did that with the, the PSP rap, right? The yeah. PSP. Well, that one, I feel like who's going to sue us? Like yeah. the marketing company that's out of business and got caught doing something really shady. Like That, that Sony denied initially, right? Right. Um, yeah. yeah. So like, we have no idea. And people were like, oh, well, here's the, the paper trail. And they're like, well, sometimes, you know, you just things go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> April Fool's Day. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, it is. So have your parents buy you a PSP. Damn it, Sony! <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit.